Welcome to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode number 93. I am the non-toxic defender, Dave Z. Over here, <laughs> I got my homies. Uh, Christian Mr. Luciani. And Grimsby. Yeah. And this is episode 93 from hell. Oh, wow. And this you is- are Dave Z, the ghost host with the most. Ah, oh. indeed. I, I, I guess I should just use a nickname. I'm the Looch. Everybody's fucking Yay! using nicknames and shit. The Looch. All right. Yeah, we love the Looch. All right. <laughs> the Looch. <laughs> the Looch. Yeah, you, start... were, you were in the end of, uh, of Three from Hell. You <laughs> were looch. one of those Luchadors. <laughs> <laughs> the Looch. <laughs> you were the big guy. This is the guy, like, right before we started the show, he's like, we better tell everybody what we're doing. Now he's jumping into movies already, talking about go. them without even setting them up properly. Oh, this, this guy, guy yelling at me about jumping into movies. He usually <laughs> jumps right <laughs> Dave just knocked it out of the park. I don't know what he knocked out of the park, but he knocked something out of the park. I just, no, he set it up. He set up the thing, and he, he knocked it out of the park. Oh, okay. He set up the pitch. Know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to start calling Lucky the Looch. What do you think of that? You do it. Yeah, I'm going to start calling him Looch. Hey, Looch, he can't hear anyway. I can call him anything I wanted to. It wouldn't make a difference, you know? I know, poor baby. But he's got heart and he's feeling better. So that's what it's all about. So speaking of Lucky, I told you guys what happened with the glasses. I've never, I've had glasses for a year. I've never had an issue where I I broke my glasses. (laughs) So I I told that last show, the situation happened. I walked, and I raised my head. I hit the freaking side view mirror of the truck. And, you know, I just broke my glasses. You know what happened? So now... Now I'm on the backup glasses that I have from work, okay? So the other day, yesterday as a matter of fact, I'm working, and I go up and I'm on the side of a house and I, and I read a gas meter, and then I have no short-term memory. So I turn around real quick to go to the next house, and I forget that these assholes have a camper in their driveway. So I turn around real quick, boom, and I bash my face right into the freaking camper, and I got freaking, not a crack, but I got these scratches on the glasses here now. God, you got to be more careful. And let it be known that Dave does not read gas meters for his work. <laughs> we don't know what the hell he was doing. I was spying. <laughs> yeah, looking for like meth labs and shit. Indeed. He's looking for cats. He's out hunting yeah. cats. Yeah, Come big cat. You look like a stray. Uh, no, I just let him out to uh, get some air. <laughs> uh, he's in. Black he's cats. in a, he's in a crate. Anyway. He's in a crate. We're going to the vet. Are you sure he's not a stray? <laughs> I'll take him. <laughs> you just scratch my glasses. You led me astray. What can I tell you? Oh my god, <laughs> that was a branded go. joke. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. it. I like it. I see. I knew you'd like it. So yeah, in case you guys didn't know, we're going to be talking about Rob Zombie's fire fry fight. I can't say that <laughs> word anymore. Fire French oh, fries. <laughs> Fireflies. I got to sing up by my wife. She's going to work. The Asian edition. <laughs> okay. That is yeah, good night, everybody. All right. Good night. Well, my wife says hello. They say hi, baby. Hi, okay. baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what up, baby? <laughs> so uh, what was I saying? The Firefly Trilogy. Rob Zombies, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell. All three movies. This is requested by our homegirl, Christine, who we love. Yeah. And also sponsored by McDonald's, who are coming out with uh, Mother Firefries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a quick quick uh, show of hands uh as christine who got something you knew where i was going to who got something in the mail from christine <laughs> i got i got the three from hell digital code from her so 
in the ah. in the email. I decided I'm gonna stop doing that because I I don't want people to take me seriously when I'm messing around. Like I like I hope she was like out. she's like I gotta send Brandon something. Like, I know I felt really so big because I'll beat a joke to death. Like I'll, four years from oh, now I'll know. still be saying Christine never. Said, oh we know. <laughs> awesome. Uh, oh man. Did you get that thing? Somebody made a comment about B. Did I send it to you guys the other day? Uh, when I said something about, you know, okay, did I tell uh, what Adolfo, uh, Adel, uh, pardon me, Adolfo said on, on the Patreon. He said, great bonus episode, fellas. Thanks for involving us, the headites, in this. By the way, yes, there are bonus episodes every month on Patreon. So if you're not on there, www.patreon.com slash exploding heads. Get on there. $3 for that tier, you get video and audio of a bonus episode. So we had a nice two-hour anniversary episode, holiday episode last week, and it came out. So this is a comment on that. Anyway, he says, please don't retire anytime soon, by the way. Well, we're not. Um, P.S., I should have added one last question I had. Why does Grimsby feel like he is a heel? To be completely <laughs> honest, when I first got into the show, he was my favorite host. His humor and charm are so welcoming and drew me to the group. I love you guys equally, and there is not an official Exploding Heads episode without all three of you. Cheers. So there you go, B. That's real sweet, actually. Yeah. See? That's really That's nice. I feel I feel really good now. See, I'm glad know. I saved it. <laughs> I'm glad I saved it to the show to tell you about it. I, I, I like thought that. I might have sent it in chat, but I don't remember. So You just gave I us thought... a quick snapshot of it, but I think it, it okay. needed to be said because, yeah, B, you have some love. I hey, feel on YouTube, I your, feel your, uh, your solo cast is the most listened to or watched on YouTube. That's because it's the quickest to listen to. <laughs> it's, 80, it's 80 hours condensed down to 12 minutes. <laughs> nah, I, uh, I, I, I honestly, I do feel the love. I, I'm joking around most of the time. Like, I really am. Like, mo- like, pretty much all the time. So, I don't want, like, people to think, like, I'm, I'm, I think it was Dave who actually started the heel thing. It was one yeah. of the episodes. You're going to turn yeah, so. heel. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, remember yeah. what it was. But I, I feel like I might turn heel a little bit tonight, but we'll, uh, I'm looking forward to this. And mm. and thank you, Adolfo. That was nice. And I do love all you guys. I'm looking forward and to gals. this, too. Me, yeah, too. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I want you guys to. I'll, I just want to start with one thing. Brandon and I were pregaming. We said we got to stop talking. We were waiting for Dave. Yeah, we, 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 were into a, we were into a review before we even, before Dave even got on with us. Uh-oh. I enjoyed Which all three of these. Three from hell. That's it. That's my preference. Preface. Of, before we get into it, I enjoyed all three, and it was my second time watching Three from Hell, and I enjoyed it more than the first time. Nice, glad to hear it. Okay, so that that's a good start. Okay, so yeah, you feel better, B. That's what it's all about. I do. That was really that was really well written and well said. And yeah, I'm glad he that. did I that. Like, now I feel like a heel because I, I thought we were over that part. Well, I can't help it. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm the non toxic defender. I'm always gonna be the voice for the voiceless. I'm always gonna stand up for my friends that might may, may feel slighted or think that they're unloved. I, I'm big about that, man. If I people that I love. care about, yeah, if people that I care about are thinking other things besides what's to me, painfully obvious that, that that people you know love and respect them. Then I want to make sure that they know that shit, and yeah, that goes see. for B, and that goes for other people I know too. That sometimes but not you know see. might get down. <laughs> well, C never gets down. C is kind of a closed book about. He does. He's emotional. very positive. He's very positive all the time. I know. I'm an emotional wreck all the time. I'm an emotional wreck too. I just don't let let it be publicly known. 
That's, you know what I mean? That seems to be the thing these days. And I guess maybe if I was in my 20s and there was a Facebook, you would have seen a completely different Dave Z because I was a different cat cock, then. Cock out the whole time. Uh, he, was <laughs> a different cat. he was a different cat back then. I was a different cat uh, back he's then. He's bringing up the cat. <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About I'll never forget music. the first time Dave brought that up, that what? he was well-endowed. I can't help it. It's a way of life. You no, that's to- awesome. I believe me. I there is no hatred here. I am so happy for you. <laughs> believe me. I I wish I could say the same. Yeah. But I noticed like there was a period, and Christian will attend to this. Uh, for like two weeks when we talked about it, it got bigger and bigger by each episode. <laughs> you know, remember that? <laughs> I know the exact dimensions. I know the exact dimensions 100%. I've known them for years. He knows the dimensions. He can solve the volume for his cock. I know the height and width. I did it years ago, and it hasn't changed. I can tell you that much, thankfully. We talked about this before, so I'd start measuring from the back of my ass. (laughs) (laughs) I start measuring from the back of the guy's ass who's behind me. (laughs) I think that's the exact joke you cracked. When we did this way back when. It's like a retro joke episode. Yeah. Top of the mops, boys. Start at the spleen. Start at the the spleen. Yeah, nice. Uh, Okay. All right. right. Do we do it? Yeah, I said I think we should do it. Yeah. All right. So we're obviously going to start with 2003's House of 1000 Corpses from writer-director Rob Zombie. Two young couples traveling across the backwoods of Texas searching for urban legends of murder end up as prisoners of a bizarre and sadistic backwater family of serial killers. Let me ask, do you guys, I know the copyright on the film says 2002. So yeah. it was shelved for a little bit or delayed release for a little bit. I swear, maybe it wasn't 2000, but I thought maybe in 2001, I saw a teaser for this in the theater saying, coming soon from Rob Zombie, House of a Thousand Corpses. And I remember people said, oh my God, Christian, did you see that Rob Zombie's directing a horror film? Maybe it was 2002, and then it just got delayed, and in that time frame would have been long enough, I guess. But do you guys remember it being a bit earlier, or? Yes, 100% it was out earlier. I remember in the year 2000. In the year 2000. Okay, that's what I thought. People had already seen it. I hadn't seen it. I hadn't had access to it. But some people had actually viewed it already. In now, 2000. I moved. I was living in Vegas, and then I moved out of Vegas. That's how I know. I know where I was when it happened. And I moved to Vegas um, after 1999, going into 2000. You know, the whole Y2K, I was still in Buffalo. But I moved to Vegas in the summertime. It was June, or August. Either way, I'm in sometime between the summertime and March of 2001. I was reading about it, and people had seen it. Okay, I remember I was on the Fangoria. Um, I'm promoting them when they're coming back. They're charging you just to be on the website, by the way. But I was on their message boards and somebody was talking about how they'd seen it and et cetera. Uh, So now I left Vegas. I moved back to Buffalo and then I came back to Vegas another by 2000. Well, no, because hold on. Let me think about this. It it was 2002 going on three. It it was it was it was a summer a year and a half later. So I'm back in Vegas. Now, I remember specifically the girl that I was seeing at the time and where I was living and the time period I was there. There was three movies that I credit for getting me back into horror. And this was one of them. It it was Jeepers Creepers. Yes. Jeepers Creepers, The Ring and House of a Thousand Corpses. And right before that, Ginger Snaps got the ball rolling. But that was still. That was before that, you know what I mean? That was after 2000. So 
Uh, those were the ones that got me back in. But I remember coming back. I remember the the girl that I was dating at the time, and I rented the movie because I remember hearing about it and waiting. What happened to this movie? So it came out, and I rented it. I remember exactly where I was and where I was living. So that was about. It was definitely like before two thousand three. So I was there watching the movie, and I remember being really excited and drawing a lot of comparisons to TCM2. I remember that was what was getting me excited and seeing Bill Mosley and, and him saying bitch hog and uh, the, the, when he wrote the note and when uh, Mother Flyfer wrote the note, get grandpa, and then I started thinking about Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. And I remember being in there headline. Just I remember being really excited watching this movie, going, oh, wow, this is just like stuff that I love and I haven't seen in a long time. And that was just the beginning of my love for the movie. And that, like I said, that was the first time I saw it. But to answer your question, that was the time period because I knew where I was living. So it's what it says 2003 on the thing. It says, it says 2003 on IMDb. On the right. actual film, it says copyright 2002. Yeah. So I, I assume it was 2002 that we saw these previews, but it feels like it was earlier than that, just based on the fact you have your Vegas story and I was living in Toronto at the time. And that's where I remember seeing the, uh, the teaser for it in the theater. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious about the release date of the. Uh, it of says the Uruguay got the release of this in October of 2016. <laughs> That's what it says on release at Uruguay 2016. <laughs> there you go. Of course, August 12, 2003. That was when the DVD came out. It said. It says April 11th for 2003 for USA. USA. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's only two months in February, March, April. Three months in. Excuse me, but I mean. There you go. That's barely into 2003. So it had to have come out in the theater before that. So, yeah, that, that makes total sense. It was 2003, and that's that's when I saw it. And it was in Vegas, so I'm trying to think of the weather, but the weather's always nice there. And I can't think of when I was well, seeing that girl. I, I You know, anyway, I'm, I'm going too much into all kinds of shit. Bottom line is me, I better keep quiet now because I love the movie so much, I'll just keep talking about it. All right. And and this is – I wrote to you, Dave, that I and you, see, that I – it kind of flip-flopped on these because I, I was always more of a House of a Thousand Corpses fan than a Devil's Rejects fan. This time watching it, I felt like there were a lot of missed opportunities in this film. And I know there's a there's supposedly a, a, an extra 20 minutes out there somewhere, even though Rob Zombie says there isn't. But, but for me, I, I feel like this underutilizes some great characters, develops some stories for like two seconds and then disregards them. And uh, I just couldn't help but see more flaws in this than, than I have in the past. I still enjoy the things that we get, but to me, the best parts of the films are, are, are the things we only get for a short period of time. I mean, mainly Captain Spaulding, who's, you know, he's, he's, he's he, yeah, he's the standout. He's the standout in the first, in, the, in this first film for me, even though he's only got about 10 minutes of screen time. And uh, he's one of the three. two. He's one of the two standouts in part two, which we'll which we'll get to with the Devil's Rejects. But I'm kind but of yeah. like you, D. Well, sorry, B. Uh, Andy, because uh, I I was not as high on it as I thought I was going to be this view, but I still really like this film, and it the colors in this pop it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. The callbacks to Texas Chainsaw Massacre may be a little too much, and I think that's where. Some fans at the time said, like, it's really just his Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I, again, I looked at it as a love note. So I it think, is a love note because it's yeah. there and it's there in all of them. It's there in Devil's Rejects. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it's in too. the dialogue too. Like, I mean, yeah, it almost is more of a love letter to Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. But right. with Bill Mosley in it and yep. uh, 
instead of burner like a rat. Burner like a rat. Run, rabbit, run. Run, yeah. rabbit, run. Look, you uh, get, you get, things. you get. You get it in all of them. I mean, TCM two and TCM, and even uh, even in Three from Hell, they play uh, In a Gata De Vida or whatever the hell the name of that song. Yes, is. That, or In a Vida De Gata. In a Vida De Gata. Iron Butterfly. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> so I mean, it's 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 everywhere, but I I have no issue with that. I just. Uh, I'd love the opening of this movie. And oh, just, oh I have amazing. a note for the opening of this movie. But wait, I'll tell you what I didn't like. I do not like, I, I, and again, it's not all of it, but his his jarring cutaways with the the um, the experimental filmmaking. Some of it works, some of it doesn't work, and actually is a detriment to the film. And especially it when it goes into the negative. The negative yep. mode, I, I did not like that at all. But I do like some of the characterizations where they'll cut the baby, like like licking the corpse a little bit. But I think they oh, could have, I could, awesome. I think they could have played on that more without the rapid fire editing and close ups. Well, that's so, that's part of the I'm sorry, it. that's part of the cut footage that they say is more necrophilia stuff with baby. That part I don't mind. But when you're watching it this time, and we're talking about a film that runs you know less than ninety minutes, it feels almost like filler. And then you question, like, well, why didn't they develop the cops more or the father showing up? It just seemed like, uh, like it's oh, fast paced, though. That's one man. thing for sure. There's no question about it. I do it's, like it. I have some questions, but here it drags first, a little for being as short as it is. I think. Yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't agree with that necessarily. But first two minutes, it's pronounced Doctor Wolfenstein Stein or out Stein. of the gate, That's, and then right. two seconds later, he's like, "Welcome to Doctor Wolfenstein." Yep. So Steen and then Stein. It's funny, isn't it? I <laughs> Within know. Within two minutes of the film, they, they, I don't know if they, I don't know why they couldn't get the narrator to change it or something like that to match, but they didn't. I don't know if you did, kept it as a joke because it's always <laughs> been Frankenstein, Frankenstein. I have a, I have a question Dr. for you, Frankenstein. I have a question for you. How come you're asking so many goddamn jackass <laughs> questions? <laughs> I fucking love how he delivers that line. Oh what? my god, every every line he delivers so jackass <laughs> questions. Circle up the well against pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> Space boy. Yeah, I thought so. Well, I know what your problem is. <laughs> He's great. You all think this hoax from the country. I really, what the hell does he say? <laughs> Funny line. Saddle up the mule. I got to give me some education. You asshole. <laughs> He's fucking great. He is great. The is. intro is fucking epic. It is an underrated intro of all horror movies fucking history no one talks about it as a great opening it's like the best one of the best i fucking love I'm, this movie excites me when i sit down to watch this movie it's one of the very few movies no matter what i'm always excited to watch it when i sit down i'm like all right let's go i sit up in my seat i got a big smile on this not many movies really do that for me that's what this movie does and as far as the editing see to me it's Texas Chainsaw 1 and 2 mixed with my favorite movie, Natural Born Killers, with that fucking, the, the lights and the cutting and the editing, the way I love that shit. And, and with Rob Zombie's musical style itself, White yeah. Zombie. This is, to me, a Rob Zombie film more so than the others. This, this exemplifies him. This is when I think of Rob Zombie and his album covers and the stuff he puts in his music with all the, the black and white horror and, you know, Gore, gore, girls, and all that other shit that he has going around. This is a movie that when I, when you see this, that he's doing this movie, it's of no surprise. It's and granted, it's a debut, but you know, you're like, okay, this fits into what I I would have imagined a Rob Zombie movie is gonna be. 
that's something I love about. So it's combining all those things, and I love it for it. And I, I, I do love Captain Spaulding in that scene and the murder ride and everything else. And Captain Spaulding kills it every time on the scene in the clown suit. He's fucking fantastic. But to me, and it's always going to be this way, Otis steals the fucking show. This movie is all Otis to me. Everything that comes out of his mouth is gold. He is one of the most badass fucking characters. Everything he does, there are some shots of him. I think I sent you guys the one when he's on top of the freaking, he's like, ah! He fucking exemplifies an evil fucking, if anybody should have become, and it's too bad Rejects and, and Three from Hell became what they became. And I'm not, I'm not hating on them. I just prefer this Otis over the fucking Charles Manson Otis that he becomes later on. And I love that too, but I just wish there were, I wish the other two movies were this style of movie because he would have become a horror icon. Well, that's another I, thing. They, they totally abandoned this Otis. I mean, it, it's almost like Devil's Rejects is a, isn't even related to this, except for the fact that you have Spaulding and Baby. Because Otis changes like crazy. I well, don't know. Yeah, they, they give him, I, I would almost want to say they humanize him, even though they, I guess people could argue that. But in this one, he's just pure evil. Well, he's, he's you know, he's satanic. He he's dressed up he's in makeup. Evil, he's, but, he's yeah. you know, he's, got, he's, he's pure, he's pure evil. You know, he's. Well, it doesn't look but, like uh, he can have a conversation with anybody except his immediate family in this one. Whereas in the other ones, he seems like he can actually converse with people and not necessarily kill everybody in his fucking sight. He even starts to crack jokes as as the other movies go on, but uh, you get your your uh, funhouse remake here with the murder ride. There I, you I, go. I, this <laughs> is the funhouse. This is what it would look like. That whole scene where it pulls back with the neon and it comes yeah. down and it's just Captain Spaulding's. I'm talking about that. Just introducing that. It's fantastic. Uh, and like I I'm with you. What what are they? My big question is at the end because there's a lot of visuals. And at the end, where it goes all bad out of hell, shit, crazy, bat shit, fucking nuts at the end, it really is still a big question mark. Like, all these people kind of live under there. There's this Dr. Satan. There's this There's this guy that comes out with a battle axe and whatever. It does well, go the guy with off the, the, the guy rails. With the, battle, the guy with the battle axe is Earl, right? Tiny's father, correct. Tiny's father. At least that's what we're led to believe by the flashbacks when she's telling the story. Yes. Yeah, and RJ, the tow driver, has, is, his father is RJ. We have no idea who Otis's father is, and Baby's father is Spaulding. Well, we find that out later, yes, but yes, correct. So Rufus it gets Jr. very confusing. But yeah, how she fucked a bunch rejects. of guys and she has different kids. That's oh no, that's fine. Guys. I'm fine with that. I just I I don't ultimately love where this film goes. Well, what, like, about, what about the what about the, the where I was going with it though is like in my long winded way was they put the makeup on and then they're doing that. What are they doing out there? Like is it a it's sacrifice a to the land? Like what are they doing? It's all a dream. It, the whole third act is a dream sequence of the girl as soon as they put her down there. The whole fucking thing. As a matter of fact. Ultimately, she doesn't even really get picked up by Captain Spaulding at the end in the car and then Otis coming up from the back, which is all fucking brilliant. In my theory, none you don't of that. think she happened. gets picked up? No, because I don't think he's going to bring her back and put her under, under, under the ground again, and he's going to go through all that shit, and then she ends up at Dr. Satan. I think the only thing that's real is that she gets put down there, and, she, and she's out of it from that point on. She fucking mentally snaps. This is all a dream sequence because they do allude to snap. her. They do allude to her dreaming two or three times earlier in the movie. She yeah. has a dream later. Okay, so this is another one. She finally fucking mentally snaps when they lower her into the thing, and there it goes, and then she wakes. Everything else from that moment is a dream, and then she wakes up in Dr. Satan's chair, and it's, that's just where she's been. 
You know what? I, I usually, I mean, I'm 50-50 with it all being a dream thing, but for the sake of this film, it helps it only because with the opening scene, you know, with, with Spaulding, you know he's connected to the family. So having that reveal with Otis sitting up in the backseat is kind of stupid. I you know, love like, it. Like, I've always loved it. It no, I mean it looks cool, but it's kind of stupid. It's like, oh, like, did you really think anything else was gonna happen the first time you saw it? Yeah, but did the thing re- is, he tr- hold on though, he no, of course not. I was hoping that something was gonna happen, and seeing Otis come up and he gives him that dirty look too, which I love because he, he doesn't like fucking Spaulding. He gives him that, that nasty look that he looks. Damn like you, Cutter! Right, <laughs> but the thing is. He tried to prevent them from going. He's trying to avoid them. He even says, I still say it's a waste of time. He doesn't want to fucking tell, send them out that direction. He's trying to keep them off. He's almost like the way, um, the uh, what do you call it? The cook is in, in, in Texas Chainsaw 1, where he tells the kids, you don't want to go messing around with an old house. Yeah, it's no, almost he's... like he's doing the same yeah. thing. Don't fucking go there. So if truly it's to be believed that he is involved with them, why would he then do that? Yeah, look, Otis is a smart guy, but Spaulding is is the brains of the operation. Spaulding is, you know, the... Yeah, I disagree. Avo- I think uh, that old bitch hog don't know shit, just the way Otis <laughs> says. I, 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 Seriously, I just... I don't know. I don't think he's the brains. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, uh, I think he's the brains. I think he's the one who wants to avoid the drama. And Otis what? and Baby are the straight-up psychopaths. I mean, Baby, st- straightforward, is, is pure psychopath. Otis is a smart guy, but he's also very susceptible to just going off the rails well true but you're if you're going by devil's rejects characters i will give you that but if i'm just speaking on house of a thousand corpses and what we're presented with here i just see spaulding doing like i said i don't think he's he's meant to be tied in granted we get the reveal at the end and we find out he is but i mean again i don't i don't know i just i don't see him as being heavily involved that way I think well, he's only in it for a short period of time, but I don't know. I still feel like he is. I feel well, like, you know, by drawing the map, he's drawing it directly to their doom. Yeah, but they ask where it is, and he's showing it to him, and he's pissed off about it. And he's like, here, you go here, here's your chicken. It's a waste of time. Get out. <laughs> he's fucking aggravated about the whole thing. It's true. Don't want the door hit you in the ass. Take the free chicken. I'll draw you the map. He wouldn't shut up about it. And he even said it. They, they, he didn't, you know, what? he was trying to prevent them from going. So if, if he was trying to prevent them, he would have drawn them a map back to the highway or something. Well, guess what? Who knows if his map was accurate? Because they were lost in the fucking rain, and they still didn't really 100% know where it was. And Beatty was the one that said, I know where that place is. I'll show you exactly where it is. I think, that was all, I think that was all part of it. I they think got, it's like, I'm going to draw, I'm gonna draw oh, yeah, you to this road. Baby's going to be here. RJ's going to be there with the crossbow, you know, or, whatever, or the shotgun, whatatever you use. Crossbow, the fucking shotgun. Shotgun, whatever. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> That's a good of, point. I'm thinking of that turd that comes at the end of this series. <laughs> sorry. Oh, shit. No, 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 boy. No, no, you know what, B, I take it back. That's a good point. Because she just happens to be hitchhiking and RJ's there with the gun. I take it back. So the implication is that Spaulding did lead them there. I'm so sorry. Then, but then you're saying that that whole fire sequence and seance or whatever is all just a dream and really doesn't yes, have to hold any stock in reality. Correct. Because, okay. And I love it. And I'll tell oh, you It looks how much good. It looks it's fucking, fucking creepy. However, uh, I was just like, what's it all about? What's it all for? Well, Dr. Satan is, it's a satanic thing and they're, and they're worshipers of Satan and they're doing fucking, they're doing occultist stuff. Which is fine. And keep this in mind, see, it's Halloween. It's a fucking big deal here. True, you know what I mean? True. So we saw all that. that and, and look at this. Maybe all these supernatural things are only happening because it's fucking All Hallows Eve. Maybe it's it's going the supernatural. All, all Hallows Eve. It's going the supernatural route. 
because of fucking what's happening here. Any other night, this couldn't happen. But because it's Halloween, they're able to do this and they want to do this. It's sacrifice, whatever it is for whatever with Dr. Satan. Maybe right. that's why all this shit happened, only because it's Halloween. Maybe any other night of the year, this doesn't happen. Take like the Night of the Demons uh, type thing, that they can be it's out like until the whole sa- the sacrifice part, because they did have the five cheerleaders that were... Uh, well, they're killers, yeah, yeah. We know that. But, just, but they didn't the sacrifice anyone else. Going. They didn't bring anybody else to Dr. Satan. They only p- brought one person there. And if you go by her true. visions, there's other people. Well, true, one doesn't really make it. But th- you, you see, yeah, they do bring them there in the bunny outfits and everything else. And you see a couple <laughs> more people in bunny outfits in there. So we're, we're to believe that these people are walking around half brainless because this doctor's working on them, trying to create some fucking master race. Yeah. See, the way I get it, this is all information that's kind of been pumped into this girl's head. And she's she's come up with all these fantastical images, you know, because she's even seen Dr. Satan in that dream she had previously earlier on in the movie. She saw her own version of Dr. Satan, and it just so happens to be what he actually looks like when, when they get there, when she sees him up and about. That's not even a human. So to me, it's either all supernatural yeah, because it's Halloween. Yeah, he looks right. crazy. I, that was my last question. Does he drink Red Bull? Because <laughs> it gives him wings. It, it gave him wings, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, got, I, got... I don't know. I, th- I think you're giving too much credit to this. I don't think all of it is a dream. Well, it's either that or I'll go supernatural because it's Halloween. Well, That's see, not I normal. Never, I never once thought it was a dream. So I, but oh, I'll buy I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's supernatural. I think it's just more sci-fi experimental. I think it's pretty straightforward. I really do think that there is Doctor Satan. So you okay, just then what's that a, guy chasing him? And what's Doctor Satan? Battle axe so, and stuff. You're thinking that all. See that because I think it goes off. Like I feel like it's super cool. But I'm like, but this is ridiculous. Like, it, oh, I don't like it. I don't story. like it at all. I think it becomes it becomes an entirely different movie, like a science fiction horror film with like robotic monsters and and uh, ghouly muppets or whatever the hell they are. But uh, I still think it, I still think it's in the realm of cool. But it's so like it's off the rails at that point, and you're either along for the ride. Or, or you check out. It sounds like Brandon checked out. I'm still along for the ride. I'm still along for the ride, but they're going to eventually ignore this anyway. But I think th- th- at this point, there is this demon legend, this horrific legend of Dr. Satan, and he is real, and he's part of the Firefly clan, and they I sacrifice their victims to him, and they turn him in- and he turns them into these awful experiments, like he did with Earl. After he said House of the Fire and hurt Tiny, like they they sacrificed Earl to him, and Earl became like his right hand juggernaut with the <laughs> yes, battle but, axe. Yeah, okay. But that's the problem is that Earl is too far. He's not human at all when you see him. The way his skin looks, and the way and, and the shit, and the way his mouth looks, and that stuff that he spits out. None of that's human. That's monster shit. No, I know. You know what I'm saying? So and that's just, why it has to be a dream, or it has to be a supernatural fucking thing that only happens here. It's it's supernatural sci-fi. It's Mad scientist type stuff. It's reanimator type stuff to me. Which makes sense because if he's experimenting on yeah. people, that's why he got kicked out of uh, that Willow's place because of his experiments. Then that yeah. would all make sense. But my, I don't see, I can pass all that, but I just can't, you can't tell me that they exist down there that's, fucking 24 7, 365 and all those bones. Like, and, all, and nobody in the neighborhood in knows the catacombs, about it. Like of this no, fucking... but, there is no, but there is no neighborhood. I mean, they're out there in the middle of nowhere. I mean, the Firefly house is filled with, you know, 75 bodies or whatever they say at the beginning of Devil's Rejects. And it's just, they're so isolated. Well, I guess you if you can excuse what happens in Texas Chainsaw 2 with that underground shit and everything else there, yeah. I guess you can excuse it here too, if you're going to say yeah. that. I just like the idea of it all being a dream because I just don't, I don't know. I just, I just like that idea. Because your fight does go too off the rails if it's not? I think the kills are a little too quick also. Better. 
What? I think the kills are way too well, quick. I, heard, I, I think. Heard you. Uh, I think Rain Wilson's kill is just right, way too quick. You know, I, as much as we'll talk about the torture scene in in part two here, you know, he's instantly fish boy. Um, oh, that's great oh, though. That's it. worth I it for it, the dude. reveal. No, it yeah. looks awesome. It's great. You don't want to see that though, buddy. Because how, how you gonna you know? Get his arm chopped off in that fish video boy. with Brickhouse. Like it's it, still. It, it's it's very quick. I think. Um, Chris Hardwick should have been the one killed first, and Rain Wilson should have been the one sticking around longer because he's obviously the better actor. The whole development with Denise's father showing up and the cops. Listen, I like the cops. Walton Goggins playing, uh, you know, the tough deputy who's like, yeah, like better not mess with me. And and then he then he becomes a pussy the minute it shows up. It just all (laughs) unfolds way too quickly. And it's just, it's a waste, it's a waste of a good actor. I mean, he's a terrific actor. It's a waste. It's, it's a waste. Perfect, though. How many people, I want to spend my time with fucking the Firefly clan. Yeah. These other people that come and go, they, to me, that's just perfect amounts of time for them to be on the screen. They it, was it, was it, was, it was two I'm seconds. It was two seconds. They established the dad, to, and you could tell that. Like he's expecting her to get there at a certain point. They establish all that. Yeah, what else we do you need? need? To seem like like every fucking like minute of his travel up there, he comes and says, "Hey, they were at this place." They it's about too rushed. It's thrown in there as filler, and to add to the body count. And they have to kill obviously Wydell for for part two to set up its storyline. But it's just yeah, but it's... It, it feels rushed and it feels unnecessary. Are you kidding me? Without the cop, none of that shit happens. That fucking amazing scene. With when that song is playing with "I Remember You" and he's yeah. flashing back to that entire—that's the Halloween scene. Two stuff. Like he started it right from his first gold. movie. Sorry for cutting you off, yes. but I'm excited about it because I was like, "Wow, this is the stuff I was raving about in, in his H two, where he flashes back to like her as a kid and uh, when when the, the father is getting killed and whatever, and he's holding no, sorry, oh, he's holding yeah. the daughter and and whatever. It's and, heavy. And yeah. you're seeing that exactly. It's like remembering yep. shit, and I love that stuff because me too. I, it had no effect on me because he's a character in the movie for 30 seconds. I understand the only thing I liked about the flashback was that he had a Boston Terrier. That was the type <laughs> of dog they have. I love Boston Terriers. That's the only oh, thing. That's and then the, the gunshot but... and the gun, the long fucking, the, 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 the shot of Otis and the guy, the fucking cop. Yeah, it, it, it's, sti- it's, sti- it's style over substance, though. That's fine. There's a lot of style Good. here. There is a lot That's of what I'm style. Want the style. That's a lot of people didn't I like need it. substance. I Why need is that a criticism? Why can't the style be the? It's, why, it's just it's a cheap tactic. You why can't style. the substance be the style? Why can't you just watch a movie? Well, okay, look at the guy that gives fucking Neon Demon a ten out of ten or whatever the fuck you gave it. That style over substance. You don't care. No, about I think there's there? plenty of substance there. I think there's plenty of substance in the Neon Demon. It's a two hour and ten minute movie. I think there's plenty in there to draw substance from. I think this does the same thing. The films that I criticized, like. Um, like Midsommar or, or something would would do, where it's just more visually and aesthetically pleasing without developing the story. And the story's there. These characters are so good. How do you? How the are you not entertained by fucking Otis, good. Baby, yeah. and Spalding? Yeah. Baby, she, she's all of them. She's annoying. She's annoying. Oh, Her she's laugh is to absolutely. That's <laughs> just. They cut it oh, out to the other ones, but it's, it, it's, it's fantastic it's, here. It's annoying, and it just it kind of gets repetitive. Are you annoyed by the girl I, in Evil Dead, the original? Because it's the exact same laugh. Uh, yes or no? Me, you know me in Evil Dead. I'm kind of, I prefer, I, I'm okay Evil with Evil Dead's Dead. Good for a laugh. It's, it's such a short scene. I prefer Baby and Devil's Rejects. I, th- I feel there's there's less laughing in that one as far as I remember. And then, yes. in, part, and then in part three, she just 
returns to either her annoying laugh or mumbling through the whole movie. Couldn't understand <laughs> one word she said in part three. I understood but, her, but dude, they're having fun in this movie. That's why I love it the most. Because the other ones that are on the run and this and that, this is just them in their element having fun, doing the shit they do, and it's Halloween and they're fucking they're just having they're just doing their thing, just like fucking Otis says, Ain't we having a fucking hoot? You know, because they are having a hoot. I felt I felt like the the kills were a little rushed for it for it being this contained sort of torture film. This should have been more of the torture film than Devil's Rejects. To me, this movie isn't about the kills, though. To me, this movie is about the visual aesthetics and the party and fucking these zany characters. I think Rob Zombie saw what was happening in horror, and it, it happened to come out the time frame where we were getting more allowing more gore. And 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 it, th- th- uh, horror films have become more visceral in the theater again. It started in two thousands. We talked about it with you know um, uh, American Psycho and, and Final Destination, and then suddenly we were getting movies like this, where I think it pushed the envelope and it, it led to scream, uh, scream, led to Saw and the Saw franchise, whether good or bad. They just it led to that route, and I think he was tired of seeing the sanitized horror of the nineties, and this is his response to it: a love note back to the horror of the seventies. With with style, there's nothing that was the substance. Yeah, this is this is very gritty and grindhouse, but I just wanted more. It really slows down. That there's and there's there's certain characters that I would have liked to have seen more developed. I really like the whole tiny Denise thing, even though it's a small scene, and you get to see him eating Agatha Krispies, which yeah. I just went mm-hmm. out and bought a box. <laughs> <laughs> That shit's but, great. But even in the beginning, you know, the stuff we get, we didn't even mention that fucking Sweet Pea was in this movie. Uh, just, Sweet Pea. Right? Those <laughs> conversations in the beginning, you, you know, when they get to What did he say? You bust, you bust my toilet, I'll bust I'm your ass. Bust your ass. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> and he talked about, you're, you're Richard Wick. I knew you work at the Howard there. Little Dick Wick, play with his prick. Don't you start make <laughs> you sick. And he goes, stop saying that. I hate that song. Those characters are only in there for a minute and Dude, they're fucking. I- they're great. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, isn't the best part of this movie is the first That's what I minutes. like, though. I, all I, no, I'm just saying, the characters that are in the movie, they're just fucking in and out. They do their parts. You enjoy them for the time they're there. I don't think I want to see fucking 20 more minutes of that fucking asshole cop. I get enough of I don't fuck- want to see 20 more minutes. I don't want to see it at all for, for what they did with it. They did nothing with it. It didn't need to be in there. Could have just killed a couple. Cops. Why? Why? There's murders happening. There's got to be something realistic to it. The cops have to be called. This girl's. This is a missing girl. They're so missing. How, how come the how, how about just the main cop and the deputy say we're gonna go out and check it out and they get killed rather than the father showing up and it being this whole thing and the flashback. Yeah, but then the you miss out on all those. You miss out on all those good lines. You miss out on the fucking the guy saying to the one cop, "Well, don't just stand there like some prized dog, Dick." You know what I mean? <laughs> how could you miss out? On, there's so many fucking goods coming out of their mouths. And how come the guy in the beginning says, uh, I, that's his strength. I, I don't care what you say. All three movies have some great fucking dialogue. All three. I, I, I part, think part the, three, part three has zero good dialogue. You just, you just hate the motherfuckers in that. We'll get to it. Part three has zero good dialogue. No. Part three's awful. <laughs> Sorry. Well, the girls are annoying. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. The, the, the main girl that gets out, I forget, I forget her name, but I like her. The other girl's annoying as fuck. She's just a little bitch. You know what I mean? And, Mary? And, yeah, and the guys are just okay. You know what I mean? But the characters are, it's all about the Firefly clan. I mean, we haven't even talked about fucking Mama Firefly, Karen Black, and all the stuff she does. And, and when Tiny first comes out, all that shit's fucking, I don't know. <laughs> Karen Black is fucking creepy. Grandpa's oh, hilarious. Oh, he is, isn't he, though? Yeah, I, he I like, yeah. 
<laughs> Jimmy Olsen, cub reporter for the Daily Asshole. When he yeah. does, when he does his stand-up comedy routine, oh, yeah. I lose my mind every time because it's it's, great. it's hilarious. And I would guys it all up. It. Some Hardwick people are freaked out. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry. Oh, it's great. What's his name? Chris Hardwick. How could Jerry. you not love it? Yeah, Jerry. Yeah. You know. Fuck your mother! All that shit he's saying, I see. I think he's hysterical. That, that <laughs> show. Dude, it's great. And how about the murder ride? And oh, but let me rewind to the beginning. Do you know who Dr. Wolfenstein is? Who's playing him? And do you know who's playing Ed Gein and fucking Albert Fish? Ed Gein is Steven Railsback, right? Or is that just the flashback to the movie version? No, no, no. There was in the murder ride. They they show a, a thing of Ed Gein. They show a fucking Albert Fish in the beginning. The guy playing Doctor Wolfenstein is all the same person. Do you know who it is? Fucking Bill Mosley. Oh, all the- I know. Sorry, he plays the announcer guy on the TV. That I knew. And him too. Okay, yeah, the guy that I know. Him. I'm like, that's Bill Mosley. So then, yeah. okay, it's him and all of that. That's hilarious. But don't they? But don't they show flashes to like the actual like to to film footages of the. Uh... Of the yeah, killings, but they're, but they're fake. They're not. They show the figures. They show those figures that are in the ride, the murder ride, and they show fake flashbacks because you know there are no pictures of Albert Fish. Well, no, those are those are fake flashbacks. But those are real movies. That was Ed Gain playing. Uh, no, he's, who was he's the like, that, oh, Stephen Ra- Stephen Railsback playing Ed Gain in uh, what was the name of the movie? No, it wasn't because he was sitting there smiling. It was a different thing. You'll see. Go back and watch the murder ride again. That wasn't from the, whole thing. the movie. The movie you're thinking about is Ed Gein. That's just what it was called. Maybe they call it the Plainsville Butcher, but I don't think so. I think that was the other one with Kane, Kane Hodder. But it's just called Ed Gein, and Steve Rosebeck did play that part. You're correct about yeah. that. But the, anything in the murder ride when they showed things, I don't think they had a scene from that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I watched the commentary years ago. On I watched all his commentaries and bonus things. Not every one, but I definitely watched this one because I'm kind of obsessed with it. And Shit I remember him talking about <laughs> oh yeah! Like bonus episode to this yeah. on the DVD is fucking bed. hilarious. When oh, Spalding comes out, and he's just watching. He's like, "Well, shit the bed." Yep. Oh, he's great. <laughs> and then he sits there, and the longer you let it go, yeah. it starts getting off and shit. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. The yeah, best. when you hit play, it says about fucking time. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, dude, that's great, dude. Ah, oh, fuck. See, I gotta stop because that can just go on. How about when they're on the murder ride and he's talking about um, Ed Gein, and he goes and he says. He was very particular of the female parts, especially the sexual organs. <laughs> the way he says that is so great. Everything he says on that ride is fucking great. Did they man. let Sweepy live? That's uh, that was another question because like that guy comes in with the big mallet and then just yeah. bashes open that guy's head, and then we oh, cut that's... away to the rest of the movie. I think so... they're all part of the family. I think Sweepy's probably part of the family. I think Ravelli's part of the family. Sweet... I think Goober might be part of the family. <laughs> <laughs> fucking G. Albert, fucking asshole. <laughs> well, you're, you're right. We probably could go on and on about it. I, is That's the problem. It's so great. Great story, Goober. You know, that whole pussy liquor scene is fucking great. Great oh, so story, hot, Goober. That's you know? our best line in the whole movie. Great story. Go. How about... We like to get fucked up and do fucked up shit. Oh, that's, that's I like to get fucked up too. And he's like, "Yeah, I bet you do." I fucking love her. She's fucking great. They're all great. I, I don't see anything. I, I I have nothing negative to say about any dialogue spoken or the way it's spoken at all in this entire movie. One one thirty second she, scene should have been cut, and it was just that one guy. Uh, you are in hell. You want me to tell you? You know that black guy with a rifle in the desert for no reason. That's there. That's the only thing they could have done without. Everything else, 
I'm always happy to see every bit of it on screen. I just love it. That's the only knock. That little scene and the the possible what the fuck is going on in the third act, which I've been able to explain for myself about the entire thing being a dream, makes me feel even better about it. But I mean, I mean, shit. I had questions about it, but doesn't it ruin my enjoyment of the film? What 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 takes it down a bit a notch is just the over excessive overuse of that negative filter. Uh, I like it though, but uh, a few times, just a little too much of it. I think zombie had a great look to it. It's cool though. I like the way it looks. It's fucking trippy. Take a fucking hit of acid and watch that movie and tell me it's not done with intent. It's fucking trippy. It's supposed to be whacked out shit. Like house of like, pardon me, like natural born killers. And that was the style at the time. It was popular. I can't say anything bad about natural born killers. Got much more substance to it. But if you're saying take a hit of acid and just sit back and enjoy the film, then then it's more style. Jam down your throat. In that movie, yeah, I but like that's more killers too. But that that message is like, people are talking about uh, Black Christmas having an agenda. That message was like, throw every stuff every film, but, has it's, but it's fun done with comedy. It's it's done the right way. Yeah. With, I'm, in not saying it's not, I'm just saying, but it's not a subtle message. It, I'm just saying if Car- if uh if the if Denise <laughs> wakes up underground and they have that Carrie like reemergence where her hand comes up through the ground to the sunlight. If it's all a dream, then she when she was put down there with Jerry, what happened to Jerry? I don't know. Maybe he's in the fucking thing but, next to her, getting getting fucked up by Doctor Satan too. I I just I I feel like the experiments were real, whether yeah. you like them or not. But uh, it's okay. I, I don't know. I just so what do you say? Okay, I'm going to just tell you the stuff I love. The fucking attack scene with the scarecrows. Everything about that is is just brilliant. When, they, when they're coming out and they think they're going to get away and they get let yeah, go when, and they freaking... What, what, it's Tiny and Otis that come off? Yeah, the, uh, dude, that's so yeah. badass the way that, they that is bad. That is badass. Oh, man, they throw him on the freaking car and, and the way Tiny walks slow and he comes up to the thing and, and, and now Otis gets on top of the thing with that freaking pipe and bashes the windshield. That's an amazing scene and him celebrating. Yeah! Dude, that's... I love that stuff. But, this, but that sets it up. That sets it up when they bring them all back inside. That sets this film up to be let's torture these four. And you know I hate those types of films like especially where the good guys get tortured and it, it just bothers me and i usually don't like it but that's what this film should have been and it just felt so rushed i don't right. want torture i don't care about torture i care about them fucking just killing and having fun and, and but just, they, the, it's slow and it doesn't i don't know it wow. just it, it feels it feels too chopped up i mean just what about the all the dialogue is just there's no other movie there's so few movies like this where i love so much of the dialogue that's what it is to me i, I it's, it's to heavy me it's, on all, the, it's heavy on the dialogue and otis I, as much as i love oh. otis i feel like sometimes you know like he he gets with these like generic like sort of like social commentary spewings you know yeah but that's I, the truth. I am, I am like it's like it's like all right just you're a killer. Just start killing torture yeah but well, that's a play on manson type shit and that's no, just I stuff know, that keep up with a, on the cuff you know what I mean? But, you know, the, the fun they have, you know, I bet you'd stick your hell in fire if I, I, you know, if I told you could see hell, boy. You know, meanwhile, you're too stupid to realize you got a demon sticking out your ass singing, holy Miss Moly, got me alive one. That's fucking great, dude. And the shit at the end with the, the, the whole thing with fucking, who's your daddy? And he comes out with a mask on, that Texas Chainsaw 2 shit. And, you know, when he comes up and he's like, you know, that is he goes, cool. it's all real. And he daddy? goes, yeah. The boogeyman is real and you found him. That's fucking brilliant. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just, it just speaks to me. All that shit. I I love that line too, man. And I love when he comes down with the mat, the, the, the face mask. Like that's again, I think zombies more of a fan of Texas two 
than even the original. Because it, it, there's so many nods back to Texas 2. There is a lot. It's great. It's like, I'm telling you, it's Texas 1 and 2, it's Natural Born Killers, and it's just Rob Zombie's flavor. That's what it is to me. It's just all that fun shit and all that old school horror, you know? And, you know, fucking... It's Jesus. fun. It's a fun It's a fun movie. I, I do have... I did have questions. I do have little nitpicks, but it doesn't... Overall, they don't overly ruin my enjoyment. It was just a little lower than I, I remember being on it in the past. That's okay. You know, I'll just... I'll just I'll just give it the highest rating like I always fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> too many, fucking, pumpkin, too many fucking pumpkins. Oh, fuck. <laughs> there was a lot of pumpkins. Too many dolls in there, nailed you know? to the front porch. But that's I Halloween. Like I like but the that's dolls. That's Halloween. I like the dolls, too. I like it all, man. You guys realize that Dragula is actually on the screen when they're watching it with fucking, uh, and that's one of his songs. Yeah, one of his, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't start with me, Hugo. And he fucking throws the mashed potato at the TV. I don't know. Maybe this. Maybe I'm the biggest fan there is of this movie. I just fucking adore all the dialogue and these characters. I just have so much fun. I guess if it was gorier, maybe I could like it even more. But it's pretty damn gory. No, it's not. It's not. That's the thing. It's not. It's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre syndrome. You think it's gory. If you go back and watch it, it's not as gory as you think. It's one of those I think where your mind plays tricks on you, which I'll give it credit for. Which I'll give it credit for, and that's that was my complaint with the kills. It's like, man, just linger on them a little longer. It's frightening looking, but it's I, I don't feel like it's that gory. It's, I don't think it's that gory either. I think there's a little bit, but I, I like it. And I, there's a couple scary things when he's looking at the dolls and he hears that they're, they're they're calling him. What is his name? Jerry? Is that was Jerry when he's waiting outside for baby to come back, and then she yeah. comes around and she's surprised, and he's sitting looking around, and they're going Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> little voice. He's spooking himself out, and then later on, when she's chasing the girl down and she wants to kill her, this this bitch is mine. He goes, all right, go ahead, and he's fucking, and he's chasing her. That whole fucking there once was a rabbit who lived, and then she's fucking stabbing her over and over. I don't Dude, know that's how you a don't great kill. I hate the chasing. I absolutely find her so what? annoying spewing that bullshit. I oh, I love it. it. I absolutely hate it. It's so charismatic to me. These, oh, these are charismatic it. fucking It's almost killers. as bad as, I know not everyone has, uh, is not a patron, patron and has the video, but it's almost as bad as this in Three From Hell. <laughs> this, this chase that she does. I don't know what that is, but we'll get to it. That's Three fine. From Hell, where she chases the woman with the knife outside. She's running oh, through the like a mummy. I guess no, I don't remember her doing that part, but it's Lord. okay. That was it's one a... of the best scenes in the movie, but you guys are killing me here. Okay, Horrible. one more thing. Horrible. <laughs> Son of a bitch, man. Son of a bitch. There was one more thing. Oh, I want to tell you guys something. I loved Otis fucking so much in this movie later on with the fire and when he dresses himself up in the red cape and the white makeup and does his thing that I went for that on Halloween. I got the makeup freaking done. By by a girl, she's fucking sat down because the picture was in the in the sea. Because I used to listen to the soundtrack fucking incessantly as well. So I that that picture was inside the soundtrack when you open up the flap of the CD. So I went and I had this girl do it for me. I had the wig, the white wig. I had the red robe. I had the fucking white face point and the the fucking cross. I looked just like him. And I went and I dealt cards at the flamingo dressed like that all fucking night long. I was fucking obsessed. Everybody at work, I knew it. I used to call the Flamingo, the place I worked at, the House of a Thousand Corpses because there was so many old players and they were all fucking, you know, mellow and too old and too fucking, you know. They weren't a fun crowd. But anyway, that was a time period in my life and I was really heavy into it. 
and I love the movie. And I and I, I, I it's too bad I can't give it a perfect ten because I can't because of uh, one or two tiny things. Most notably, the, the conclusion of the last season. <laughs> huh? Most notably, tiny. One or two tiny <laughs> things. Most notably, tiny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Good I'll one, stop. Pete. Nine and a half out of ten. I won't talk about this movie anymore. I'm a nine out of ten. Nice. Yeah. Jesus. B's gonna fuck me. Oh my god. I'm so <laughs> sorry, guys. Like, I love your passion for these films. I just, for a film that could be described as TCM, TCM2, and even that ending, even though I'm not a lover of it, you could almost describe that, 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 those tunnels and those creatures almost like descent like. And you think you describe those three movies, it should be a great movie. I just feel like for a house of a thousand corpses, they don't really add any more corpses to the house. There's just not enough. The dialogue, while great, and Captain Spaulding being my favorite, not in it enough. The cop scene seemed really underdeveloped and could have gone somewhere really well. But six out of ten. Great story, Google. Sorry, (laughs) sorry. Holy fuck! I'm sorry. I just. I was. I'm so bummed out because I thought you when you said you did a 180 because every fucking buddy blows the fuck out of Devil's Rejects and just thinks this one is okay. So I thought you were like everybody else and you were gonna come and say, "Oh, I watch Corpses and oh man, I love it so much more than Rejects now." And but I. I I think I'm the biggest fan of the series then. Now, to be fair, to be fair, I, I have not seen these movies a lot. I am not a Rob Zombie hater. I am not a Rob Zombie diehard lover. I do not criticize him. I respect him. But I have not seen any of his films a ton of times. This was probably like my third time watching this film. Oh, really? Yeah. I, my third I, I haven't time watched him a ton of times either, but I, this is probably what? my sixth time seeing this one. Yeah. I, so yeah. maybe with time. That, maybe I mean, with that's time. more than what most people do. Again, most people watch a movie once. <laughs> they may go back to it. And then if you're a diehard fan or a fanatic, then you'll go watch it multiple times. But this is not like, it, it, I've definitely not watched this as many times as some of the Just one quick, one quick question. Classes. Why, when they dumped the car, did they put one of the cheerleaders' bodies in it? Just to with trick with or treat cops. on it. With trick or treat with on the it. Cops. This doesn't seem like something they would do. When or maybe... It just doesn't seem like they something got a they would do. They're playful. Catacomb of a thousand fucking corpses is not something they're gonna. So do. they decide after <laughs> years and years of hiding a thousand, let's put one out there just to lure. It's Halloween. They're, it's... they're fucking celebrating. You keep forgetting. No, I know movie... it said the body says trick or treat carved into it. Yes, that's why they're having fun. That's what this is all about. This is a Halloween movie. They're celebrating. They're not doing what they normally do. This is Halloween. Why do you think he brings that thing down to fucking to to, to see Mother Firefly? One of her fucking that's from the Funhouse too, by the way. The fucking two headed thing in the jar. <laughs> Why does he bring that thing down? Why uh, do they have the fucking special dinner with the paper mache faces and all and go through all and have Showtime? This is it's it's special to them. They even come out and say it, you know. All right, five and a half out of ten. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Here's a one 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 question about something funny. How come in the beginning, when when um what's his name is telling Spalding the story, when um Sweet Pea is telling the story about the guy that that they, they mutually know, he's like he goes, oh that guy's been doing something, you know, <laughs> you know about shoving that pencil up his ass or yeah, something like that. And, yeah. and then he tells him, he goes, now nah, he goes, all he does is put the pencil on his eyeball and twist it around. Yeah. Then he goes. And then the guy says, he's been putting up his ass and goes, nah, he says, he don't do nothing like that. But then he says, but one day he went to the hospital and he had a fucking, a character from Planet of the Apes shoved up his ass. (laughs) 
So why would he defend him saying he wouldn't put a pencil up his ass, but he did put a fucking figure up his ass? Oh, uh, yeah, Dr. Dr. Zayas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas. Yes. <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> I just always that way. That's, but that's comical. I like that because that yeah, yeah, makes yeah, no yeah. sense, but it's so backwoods because Sweet Pea is like, <laughs> he's such a redneck. Uh, and Ravelli, they never bring him back. I would have loved to have seen it. I mean, the actor who played him died, but uh, but he like when he charges in, it scares the shit out of me. Oh, it's great the way they shoot and they they use it. Oh, by the way, also his best fucking soundtrack and score out of this movie. He does the score for the movie, which is amazing, and he does the fucking soundtrack. And all the original songs are not only the best in this movie. Of all his movies, they are Rob Zombie's best fucking music. Listen to all Rob Zombie's soul albums, mm. and then listen to his House of a Thousand Corpses soundtrack, and it's amazing. I think if you're a Rob Zombie music fan, then I'm sure you'll say this is his best soundtrack, but Devil's Rejects has the best music, hands down. I don't mean it that way. I'm saying a Rob Zombie's solo music that he does, yeah. that he performs. He has like five I couldn't, I couldn't tell you one Rob Zombie well, song. I like, I like Brick House remix his brick house and like house of a thousand corpses like uh, she, yeah she, little she's piggy a, she's a brick house she's a brick house well, it's yep. a comedy they have the original and then they've got his version at the end yeah and they got the girl a rapper with them too uh trina i think it was yeah all right all right <laughs> devil's rejects devil's rejects 2005 here comes the fucking blowjob fest go ahead no no it's not gonna be a mm-hmm. blowjob fest. the murderous Backwoods Firefight family take to the road to escape a vengeful police force which is not afraid of being as ruthless as their targets. Indeed. Great movie. Great movie. Different. Radically different. Well, yeah, and I, but I applaud him for Don't get me wrong, Dave, what you said earlier. Yeah, I, I could see and love a sequel that, that shared that like lighting and visual aesthetic from House of a Thousand Corpses. But I love the fact that he went somewhere different with it. And expanded on the characters. I hate the fact Karen Black wouldn't come back and wanted some extra pay that they couldn't give her. But this girl does great, I think. She does great. I, She's creepy Leslie too, East, man. Leslie Easterbrook. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know who that is? The girl from freaking Police Academy movie. Yeah. Holy yep. shit. Yeah. I knew. Now that I didn't know that until you. Yeah. That's that like revelation in my head now. I'm just realizing that that's her. That's hilarious. Isn't that. Sh- dude, it shocked me when it first came out because of her playing that part. And doing so well in it and looking, because you know you always looked her being the, the bombshell, like yeah. the tall girl. And then to see Priscilla Barnes, who was freaking, um, what's her name on Three's Company, come in and, and, and have that role. You know? Uh, I can't remember her name. There was there was Chrissy. There was, why can't I remember her name? I used to love her on that show. Well, it'll come to me later. But anyway, she goes from Three's Company to that to that part. You know? Yeah. I've seen her and a her while, pussy so. stinks. But I hope it doesn't rust over his <laughs> barrel. That, that fucking, I was gonna bring that line up. That line Boy, is fucking that's, amazing. That's a great line. I hope it doesn't rust my barrel. The way he delivers Holy that line shit. is brilliant because it's so nonchalant. He's just like strolling out of the yeah. Hope it doesn't. And I think he sniffs the barrel as he says, "I hope it don't rust the barrel." <laughs> that whole scene is probably my favorite in the movie. That that walk they take. The it's walk cool. scene is good. My major criticism with it is the whole Sullivan banjo torture scene being. 40 minutes of this movie. And yeah, there's other stuff going on. It's intercut with, um, with, um, oh my God, well, uh, Wydell, what's his name? William Forsythe. William Forsythe, who is fucking amazing. With, with Captain Spaulding, the standout of this movie. No, but there, this is the thing. This is his Tarantino, most Tarantino-esque movie. And oh, without people a doubt. Can, 
Okay, I'm glad. I thought people were going to kill me for saying it. No, that, that's with, a fair statement. Like, there's some great yeah. dialogue in House of a Thousand Corpses. I think he nails it here. The conversations, mm. the colorful characters in this one, because you've got Spalding in a different way. You've got Otis in a different way. Everybody's different, evolved different, but they all are amazing in this. Plus, you got, like, Ken Foray, William Forsythe. you got all these other secondary characters that are Michael just Barry as Newton. badass. Yeah, Michael, <laughs> Michael Barryman. Barry. Spalding's well, he delivers dream. the best line in the whole Spalding's movie. Spalding's dream at the beginning. Oh, is oh it it's a bad dream? 50-50. Fucking another great line. 50-50. Was it a bad dream? He calls her, he calls the girl, he calls the heavy girl, like, he's like, you're like a spastic mongoloid in heat. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you get enough ass banging last night? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I really, I, he was, he was brilliant in this. He really was. And he's so he good. He shit out of that kid in the car. You better oh, have yeah. one good reason he, why you're scared of Cali Clouds. I'm gonna after he it. knocks out, what's her name? Uh, PJ. PJ, PJ Soul. Soul. <laughs> yeah. What's this about clown business? Did I stutter? He goes, I got some, I got top secret clown business that, that, that supersedes any plans you may have for this vehicle. <laughs> I love that shit. There's so many great pieces of dialogue in this. Like, oh, I agree. Great. I mean, the, the torture scene does go on a little bit long but that i knew that that's what he wanted to do i i love i mean he wanted to push the limits of good taste i guess and, and have it an endurance test almost kind of like the torture scene in reservoir dogs if you will this goes way beyond that when the guy gets his ear cut off and yeah it becomes a this, whole this endurance def- test this definitely pushes the limits of being comfortable it is uncomfortable to watch but man that conclusion to it oh it's such a terrible conclusion just like a straight up texas chainsaw homage what the girl with the in girl the out from in the, the mask finds her? running a yeah. half a mile just over yeah. the hill through the through the path right into the middle of the road and of course always on these backwoods highways no truck ever attempts to slow down or stop they never see a person standing in the middle of the road well they movies. did break afterwards but i wish i wish they hit her faster because you see her out there going ah, and a car zooms by <laughs> then the truck comes and hits her uh, almost like i i really i feel they, they should have cut out like two or three seconds of her being on that road, like running out and there was like no chance, but you do at least hear a squeal of him throwing on the brakes afterwards, which well, she was out of it. Yeah. True. You know what I mean? She's mentally fucking well. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the truck driver. Oh, do you know who that, that what the truck was by the way? Uh, black Mamba. Uh, ma- ma- black Mamba? <laughs> Is this Black Mania? <laughs> a Black Mania? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Black Mania. I fucked up the joke. I thought you called it Black Mamba by accident. I, I, know probably, the... I think I did both. I think it was I Black think, Mania. It's really, it's really Maria <laughs> is the real name, but son of a bitch. Oh, I should have let Brandon take black that one. Mamba? It might have been one of the, who knows? Did you say Mama? <laughs> Mamba. Oh, okay. I thought you said Mama just now. Black Mama. <laughs> So Wait, what was what was the real name? Black Maria is the real name of the truck from Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, the original, right? Well, we but about he, that, like, but he that's, called that's Black... also funny when she runs the wrong Me? way. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She runs it. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, but there's yeah, there's some great, great shots here, and there's no sense of hope. <laughs> like that's the other thing. Yeah, you just why would anybody do anything these people ask? Because you know they're just getting off. Well, well, that's that's another thing that bothered me is that nobody really fought back. The girl does attempt to escape at the end, and Adam did fight a little bit with Otis. I appreciate yeah. that, but I didn't love um, what's his name, your girl's father. What's her? What's from uh, your favorite movie of all time? Who's favorite movie? Yours. Natural Born Killers. Yeah, Jeffrey Lewis. 
Jeffrey Lewis. Oh, wait a minute. That's Juliet's father? Yeah, that's Juliet's father. Uh, Who is it? Roy. Are you serious? Yeah, that's Juliet Lewis's father. No shit. Yeah. Wow, how the hell did I never know this? Yeah, it's Jeffrey Lewis. I just don't like how he starts praying and, you know, just like. Oh, it's hysterical. When he he says, bless the bunnies, bless (laughs) the birds. I love that whole scene. I'm telling you, every minute of that scene, I'm either laughing or, or I'm fucking pumping my fist. Oh, it's great. Bless the bunnies. <laughs> is that where Otis <laughs> pretends that the, the power of the prayers is working? Oh, and then, yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. It's, that is great. <laughs> How do you not like that? It's so funny. <laughs> it's, just, it's like so pathetic after like such a long, like drawn out torture scene. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, do something. Attempt to fight back. At least the other guy attempted to fight back. Oh, you mean like, when they're in the hotel room? No, I mean when they're out, when it, right before he bashes his head in. Well, that whole scene was great because the fucking he didn't know he he thought they were gonna let him go. You know, no, at like, that point he knows they're not. That's why I uh, know. But what I'm saying is now he's just stripped down to freaking to praying, and he's now he's in a in a pathetic situation. All he can do is pray. What what did you want him to do? Hey, the other guy fought back. The other guy fought him, hit him. Yes, he did. He got drop kicked, and then he's like, "Fuck you." They always say that. <laughs> yeah. But by that time, it was over with. By the time he was doing the prayers, and he goes, "I want you to pray." What could he do? The guy's on top of him with a gun, and he's above you. What are you supposed to do? Uh, you fight. So what? What if he's a religious man? He wants to pray. <laughs> so he wants to. He wants the bunnies the, to be blessed. For the bunnies. <laughs> yes. It's all about rabbits. This whole freaking. Trailer. Mallory should have showed up. All <laughs> oh, right. How about the look on his face, though, is fucking, it's a great job of acting. It's priceless. When they're walking down the thing, he's like, well, I guess I ain't going to do any harm to tell you. And he goes, we're going to get here, and that's the end of the road. And then fucking, <laughs> the guy, he shakes his head, and he's like, what? He, like, he can't understand it, you know what I mean? He's, like, puzzled. The way he, that look he gives and how he says that, and then he stops, and he goes, you're not going to kill us, are you? <laughs> oh, that's great. How do you not love that? Killer makes it sound so permanent. He's so <laughs> Jeffrey Lewis was a really good actor. He yes. Was- he was. I mean, he passed away uh, you know, a couple of years ago, but he was he was a well-known actor for a long time. Yeah, he's, he's, he was good in this movie. And that's yeah. okay. That's You complained about that shit. That is the only horror in this movie is anything involving. There's two good things about the Banjo and Sullivan thing. That's the only horror in the entire movie. Otherwise, it's just them fucking partying and then getting thrown out of a window at the end of the movie and, and the escape in the beginning with gunfire and shit. And then there's horror in the middle, and that's it. So that's why I don't mind that that went long. Uh, that's the only horror in the movie, and the only somewhat likable characters are fucking Banjo and Sullivan. And that, that, that they're real people. You know what I mean? People say Rob Zombie can't write fucking characters that are that are decent. They're just decent folk. They're fine. They're normal people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what I like about that. Yeah. The only thing I don't like is the shit with Priscilla Barnes because I am an Otis fan and I don't like seeing him doing that to that girl. It's it, it, it's too exploitive. I don't like him being I, – yes, I don't care that he fucking kills cheerleaders and fucks corpses. That doesn't bother oh, me. They get her blow him? He did all or, that. It's just, yeah. yeah, the sexual assault on, on a live female, it's just too much for me to love the character. Where before – He's he's evil but fun, but when I see him there, it's one step above like child molestation or something. I, I don't want to see a woman be terrorized that way, so it makes well, me. No one, no one really does, but I mean, I think that yeah, that you're right because it turns like <laughs> no, a, a fun, well, kind of a fun maniac into like I... no, he's a despicable like. Well, that's, I think that's that why was what drags... he wanted to do, right? Like... That's why it drags on too long. It's it's a forty minute thing that probably should have been fifteen to twenty minutes, and it, it still would have had the same effect. It almost felt like. 
like they didn't know what to do. Yeah, they're cutting back to um, to Wydell and Mama Firefly's showdown, and that's terrific. I love that. That's good I fucking, too. I love every bit of that. But every time they come back to the hotel room, I'm just like, it, it is very uncomfortable to watch, and that's probably why I bring it down. Not because it's necessarily bad. Because it goes on too long. Because I'm personally uncomfortable, like Dave says. Right, it but reaches you're... a point of like, especially like knowing Priscilla, Priscilla Barnes and seeing her in so many things. Right. It, just, it doesn't feel right. That's it makes the only it a little bit easier. I don't like either. It makes it a little easier. It's a little easier to watch because you know who the actress is, but it's, it's still like, ah, it's like so dirty. But I, but what I respect him for doing it. I don't like right. it. But I respect him for doing it because yeah. it, it is horrible and it's a horror yeah. film and I don't want right. to see it. So there's that element there. Again, again, it is hard to watch and it goes on a little too long. So I, I, I subtract a little bit, but not much. Like this, this is this one. It's about the the character interplay. I love William, William Forsythe as the vengeful cop brother. Fantastic. That and what he wants to do to bring vengeance to it. Now, my question is, at the end, when he rounds them all up, does he bring it back to their house? Yeah, he brings it back to the Firefly house after the yeah. Unholy 2 gets them, which is another great duo of characters. Oh, yeah, of course. Dale Page and fucking yeah, Oh, man, I loved when, uh, what's his, uh, Trejo sneaks in and slits the woman's throat. Oh, yeah. it's great. Such a cool scene. And then Diamond <laughs> Dallas Page shoots... I don't like that he shoots Elizabeth Daly because she's so fucking hot. Shoots her right in the head and then uh, beats the shit out of Otis. Finally, Otis gets an ass whooping. Yes, he does. The only time you see that. Oh, those fucking CG gunshots, though. That fucking brings it. Yeah, well, yeah, they, he did, and he didn't get rid of them for uh, three from I, hell either. No, <laughs> and the worst part of the whole thing is the scene that I, I sent you guys. Yeah, the I, knife. I knew I was gonna. I, I that knife and the blood and her pulling it out takes me out of the movie every fucking time so I watch funny. it. Like, okay, you know me. I've complained about CG a lot, and it never bothered me in this. The gunshots are a really? little wonky, but it doesn't, it doesn't really take me out. It's so fast. Yeah, the night, the night didn't bother Stuff me Stuff like much. Chapter 2 bothered me. Like, that CG was fucking huh. brutal. I didn't notice anything bad there. It's what? so weird. It, 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 I was, like, watching it going, this is horrible. You just destroyed the scare by having this tree monster running down the hallway. Hmm. Well, I, I gotta watch chapter two again. I just got the, the 4K. Was, but... was, oh my! You talking? Oh, you talking about part one? Two. Because I, I. Okay. Oh. Okay. I'll I see like that. Otis running down the stairs at the beginning. Shit! Fuck! Shit! Fuck! Oh yeah! <laughs> shit! Fuck! Shit! Funny because he hears he hears his name on the radio. That's why he gets so mad. <laughs> yeah. Big fucking deal. It's not even a real name. Otis Driftwood. You, you know what I mean? Otis Driftwood. That's so really the... cool because I like I like the Marx Brothers. I'm not by no means a uh, you know a, a uh, an expert on on Groucho Marx or anything Marx Brothers related, but I like that. That's cool that they're all character names and that whole Elvis versus Groucho oh. thing with with Marty <laughs> Walker. I love it. I love it. I that think whole it's a fucking. Great... It's funny, yes. I think it's a great, funny little scene to add in there. I love it, and I—that's I, the type of people that annoy us. The fucking the movie critics like that that act that, and they're throwing all these facts. Well, and Groucho did this, and he played God. <laughs> and he did this, and the guy stood up in the theater and said, "Marty, let my people go." You know, the whole, you know, that's like people we know in the horror community that you mention one thing and they want to spit a million facts about fucking something. That's what that's what that reminds you of people on it fucking. It really Twitter, is. And people that we know that want to show how big of a fan they are. They're like these this type of movie critic that wants to. You mentioned Groucho, and he has to go and talk about fucking every Groucho. Thing Thing in, in the world it's like mention a horror movie on someone they got to talk about oh this happened and this shut the fuck up we don't care <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is this belongs on the top 100 
horror pet peeves list. Oh, we gotta make that instead. We yeah. really gotta make Even that. Doing pet peeves, we're just gonna bitch for. An you hour. liked Otis's lines in the first one more than this. There's just so many good ones in this. They're equal. They're, he has great lines in this, and he has great great lines in that. I, I think they're both great. I think oh, these ones are kind of... Everything about Devil's Rejects has been um, overblown. I, I see it, and I hear it too fucking much now. So it's like, it's, it's like when you hear a great song on the radio that you like, and then they fucking play it to death. That's what a lot of the stuff from the birth. Devil's Rejects... It's okay. weird. I feel like in part okay. one, he was much more preachy, even though in this one, he's like straight up more Manson. I feel like he's less preachy and even has a, a little bit of like chill to him, almost a little bit of not not comedy. The closest he comes to comedy is uh, maybe the uh, in the truck with the with, in the ice cream. I don't see any fucking oh. ice cream. Not one of your two's future. Oh. Two yeah, seconds right. later, they're eating tutti fruit. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I love and he it. Puts it up, like, that whole sequence is pretty funny. Because, again, it's funny because it's them, and they're talking to fucking arguing right. about ice cream, Tutti Fruity. But it works. <laughs> Tutti Fruity. Um, Tutti fucking Fruity. Tutti fucking Fruity. Now that is funny. I'll tell you what's not fucking funny. I'll rant some more. That fucking greasy strangler shit where for no reason those two people are fucking going, Rudy, Tootie, Disco Cutie, Rudy, Tootie, over and fucking over Dude, again. Dude, I fucking it's, hate the greasy strangler. Oh, so I, I hate it too. It. I'm so sick of fucking hearing the worship of it because that scene is stupid. It's a fuck. It's like this, but the, it doesn't make sense that those characters would do that in that movie. This was a good girl who cheated on this fucking guy with his father. Why were they rubbing his face by fucking singing songs to him? It, that's just, such, a, it does that's such a weird, disgusting movie. I don't even, I don't even it care is. to ever know about that. It's, it's, it's all stuff that fucking we could have come up with. Anyway, it, I didn't yeah. <laughs> when I saw Tootie fucking Fruity, it, it got me thinking about Rudy, Tootie, Disco Cutie. But as far as lines from this movie, this is to me, like the first movie is all Otis for me. This, I, I'm not going to say I prefer him, Unsolved. but I like him just as much. I prefer Sid Haig. I like Sid Haig. I like Captain Spaulding just as much as I like Otis in this yeah. movie. Because his lines, everything in the beginning when he's fucking... When he's all pissed off, even even in the dream, he's like, "I calls him like I sees him." I say that all the time. I say that all the time, you know. And he's like, "You think I'm a horse?" He's like, "I don't think it. I know it." You know. I say. I say, say something. Say something funny, clown. Oh yeah, that's great. And there's one line that I say in this movie all the time. It's I say it so much. My wife had a dream about it, and she, I said it in the dream. And when he says, "You ain't going nowhere, bitch," when he says that, when she's, he's getting ready to go, he's like, "Where are we going?" He's like, "You ain't going nowhere, bitch." I say that line so often to my wife in comical. It's true. I say it as a joke, you know, to make to crack jokes to my wife for certain things. Right? She had a dream a couple months ago, and in the dream. She was going to divorce me. She was leaving me for some reason. And she told me, she woke up and she goes, and in the dream, I told her, and this is what she said. I said in the dream, quote, in my Halloween voice, you ain't going nowhere, bitch. That's what I said. <laughs> now the Halloween thing is because I think she thought that that came from Rob Zombie's Halloween because the other thing I always quote all the time is William Forsythe in the beginning of Halloween one, when he, when he does that thing, um, I'm all broken up here, bitch. I say that a lot too. So, because of those I lines, it's like having like scrambled eggs for breakfast. Right. I can't work, he says, because she's like, yeah. Da, da, da. But anyway, you know. Oh, that but whole, I Otis, do. Otis, though, like that we didn't even talk about that boy. The next word that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant fucking Mark Twain shit. Because it's definitely getting chiseled on your tombstone. That's oh, fucking it's... great. That it line's is great. great. 
I am the devil. Yep. And I'm here to do the devil's work. It's yep. fucking brilliant. But to me, that's I love that line probably more than it's all true. The boogeyman's real and you found him. But it's of the same type of thing. But I do love that line. But again, I've heard it and seen it so much everywhere that I look that it's become like that song on the radio that gets fucking played so much that it becomes fucking Led Zeppelin Black Dog, which I love Led Zeppelin for. But every t- I, I can't explain it. It's just when, when everybody else loves what I love and it, it, it gets shoved down your throat, it doesn't have that same feel for me. Like to me, House of a Thousand Corpses is my movie. Not a lot of people love it the way I do. To me, everybody loves The Devil's Rejects, and I love it too. But I don't know. I've, I've just heard some of those things a little too much. Not to take away from them, but that's just that's the way my mind works sometimes, you know? I love when she goes... I know you heard me when fucking she's in the room, uh, baby. You don't love that stuff when baby's fucking with those two girls because yeah. that's the torture stuff I love. I think it's amusing. I, th- I think play. that's that's her strongest performance is in this film, and I think it's when she's playing the more serious, nasty baby, which is in the hotel, for sure. Yeah. When she's not goofy, yeah. you know, all over the place, baby. I kind of prefer her like this. And when she's flirting with fucking Sullivan and all that shit, and she's like, you know, here's uh, I bet all the girls just want to fuck you. And she's, oh, that stuff's great, dude. Did or is my brother going <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could you say that again? That ain't the only thing I do with this mouth. Oh, yeah. she's fucking and so sexy. Oh, my nice. wife's in that ah. room. <laughs> we, right, right. Go to a different room. Yeah. And how about the funny part when that guy pukes when they shoot the other guy? Oh. See, that breaks it up for me because the guy pukes and makes me laugh. <laughs> That's something Brandon would do. Fuck it. I, I, should, I shoot Christian in the head. Brandon probably puke. Well, I, I don't know. Him, I don't I know like if I would. Him. I really don't know. No? <laughs> I don't I like know. He uses the same characters again. Like the same actors again. He likes that. That's his thing. It's a, this is like he's he's like the horror Adam Sandler. He uses the same group. <laughs> the horror Adam <laughs> That's how you got it. Or Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Or Quentin Tarantino, or Marty Scorsese, I, I know, or, true. or, I know or people... just about any any director. You're right. It's true. They, a lot a lot of directors do, and that makes Every sense. Every fucking it's director, more you fucking skunk. Only certain directors do. You named like pretty much all of them. <laughs> we named the four. Yeah, the fucking guy. But I will say, people hate you. This is a criticism, but the movie is a little long, for its own good, and probably some of that comes from that really endurance test torture scene. Yes, it it's does. broken up it by does. comedy, but I, some of it could have been chiseled out. I don't know That's... what, because they do break it up with the development of William Forsythe trying to track them down and everything, and there's some great stuff, as we mentioned, but some, something could have been maybe trimmed a bit. It's but... all the stuff in the hotel and everything to do with that. You you chisel out 15 minutes of that. Chisel. It becomes an hour and 30-minute movie, and it's perfect, and you can't take anything away from Forsythe because... John Wydell's character is perfect. He starts out as like this straight up good guy cop who just wants to bring these guys to justice and slowly just becomes unraveled and becomes just as bad as these three that by the end, the way it plays out, you almost, you don't know who you're cheering for at the end. Yeah, you're happy he's avenging his brother's death. It makes perfect sense. I love when he kills Mama Firefly, but by the end, when he's choking baby out, I'm almost, it's, I'm torn. I'm kind of excited that Tiny shows up. I'm kind of upset that the police aren't aware that there's a tiny out there somewhere. Well, right? He he likes yeah, to hide. Get that. <laughs> he likes to. Do you guys sight. think that that would look? <laughs> I didn't plain sight. Yes, <laughs> I think that. Uh, you think they did that on purpose to make him look like Sackhead Jason because he totally has the same look from from Sackhead Jason Part Two. Yeah, he has the sack, the suspenders, the fuck, everything is just like it. I always said they Black did it on shirts. purpose. <laughs> yeah, 
pretty much. Telling you. But no, it's good. It's good stuff. Like, I mean, this is my favorite Rob Zombie film. I think this is arguably his best film. And I know there's a lot of people that hate it, but it, it, again, it's arguably his best. Uh, Everyone says that that it's his best. It's his favorite. I, every I I can't. I bet you can ask fucking everybody you know. Put up a poll in the in the thing, and fucking it'll be like ninety percentile fucking devil's rejects. It's just like a, it's just a complete story. I mean, it comes. It just goes full circle and kind of wraps up just perfectly. It's, it's a standalone film, but yet still works as part of the story. True, and I think what you're saying earlier about Forsyth's character, I think they did that so. It makes us cheer them on in, in, in the last act. So the, now we side with these despicable characters. Uh, yeah. And we're kind of sad in that epic fucking final, you know, the car ride. You know what I mean? Just, I and the car ride, honestly, like, again, a movie I've probably seen three or four times. I got goosebumps this time. Maybe it's because Sid Haig just passed away. But I thought, like, this was just, like, such a great homage to, like, this character that he played. And I know he's only in Three from Hell for, like, two minutes because he was really sick at the time. But, uh, but man, I just thought this was a, a perfect ending to the movie. Free yeah, but bird, the or, free bird or not. Free Bird or not, but it's a perfect ending. It's it's great. The Free Bird is great. Uh, I love the Free shots. Bird, but I'm saying you take that out, it's still a great ending. I agree, I, but the, the music fits so perfectly. Oh, cool. it do, it does, but some people will say, oh, you only like that movie because it's such a great song. No, it's a oh, perfect no. ending for these characters to just be like, fuck you, we're going out in a blaze of glory because we, we we're fucked and we don't give a fuck. And, I was never even a fan of that song until this movie. I'll tell you what, uh, the song that really made it for me was Midnight Rider. A Midnight Rider, yeah. Credit. Yeah, that, that whole that we didn't mention that the opening credit sequence of House of a Thousand Corpses is brilliant, but also this for two different reasons. When the credits are rolling, how they're yeah. doing it, oh, it's so I good. I, I like I like this. this I like this opening yes. better with it with the clipping, with the clippings and everything and the you know yeah. that that type of stuff. I just I love it. I don't know. This is this is more my type of film. Little <laughs> less torture, little less torture in the middle, but this is. I mean, you know me. I'm just I just I don't know. I just need more of a complete story dialogue driven beginning middle end well, and this had here. it all for me you get that here and again he yeah. interjects those uh, clips of little happy moments of their lives when they're yeah. when they're being shot down there too like it becomes a, a rob zombieism as well but yep. again we talked about the length and then of course he uses the whole not the whole song but the whole a good chunk of that song seems like it yeah. bringing, bringing it up and i do admit when it cuts out to show here the skidding and the gunshots it's kind of jarring it does work for it, but I kind of wish there was a better sound transition there. A nitpick, very bit of a nitpick, but when it kicks out of Freebird to do the I love gunshots and then it ends and then it goes into the final credits. I, and that I, other I, song comes on though? Yeah, Something no, no, about the other that song's song. great. I just feel, oh, yeah. I wish the transition was a little cleaner, but maybe that's what he wanted. He wanted to take you out of that moment, kind of just yeah. disrupt you from it. So in that regard, it works. Because you feel like you feel like it's a relaxing moment listening to Freebird, and then all of a sudden it's jarring. It's like, it's like fuck, like it's not supposed to be this fun, joyful scene. It's great. I love everything about it. I love the after with the credit sequence and that song they play. I don't even know what that song is, but I love it. That whole thing is tremendous. Uh, again, the horror is all in the middle. Christian, I'm going to pose you a question because you're a big Star Wars fan like me. Yeah. Do you see the connection in this movie to Empire Strikes Back? Because to me, it's always been very obvious from fucking the first time I saw it. Well, other than the de- the the deadbeat and or deadbeat the downer ending. Nothing to do with that. Nope. Okay. Well, okay. Well, I don't know. 
Oh God! Okay, ha- Harrison Ford played the chicken guy. <laughs> Speaking are you of the chi- chicken, are you a chicken fucker? <laughs> you ain't thinking about. You ain't thinking about fucking these chickens. <laughs> you ain't thinking about fucking these chickens, are you? He says, and he's like, if you want a good time, you take one of these chickens and you cut the chicken's head off. You stick your dick in that chicken and go. Ah! <laughs> it doesn't make sense though because he's like, he's saying, I don't condone chicken fucking, but then he tells you how to do it. It's yeah. great. But the best line it's of the entire the, movie... It's the sweet pea of part two. It's the sweet pea. Ooh, I wonder why sweet- this is The Empire Strikes Back for fucking chicken fucking. Okay, hold on. First and foremost, one... Okay, uh, and then I'll get to the other thing after. Here, this is why it's Empire Strikes Back. The opening scene... Not the opening scene. When we are first introduced to um, Charlie, when the devil's... Not, not when we are, but when they get to Charlie, when, when the devil's rejects meet them and they do that thing in the beginning that's just like fucking Lando on Hondu and Empire Strikes Back exactly they pretend why you no good and do this okay yeah it's great and then on top of it the same thing happens later he ends up selling them out instead of him selling them out to Vader he sells them out to holy fuck how did I not see this yeah I always thought and then comes back to save the day yeah he does try to redeem himself he does 100% Empire Strikes Back it goes right along with it isn't that some crazy That's, shit? That is some crazy Mark Twain shit. <laughs> and I <laughs> and I think they did it on purpose because they talked about Star Wars in this movie and they had the whole Princess Leia shit when yeah. she dressed up. Yeah. I want to fuck Princess Leia. And then Barryman's like, oh, they're droids, droids, sir. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> you heard what he said to me, boss? <laughs> That's the best line in the movie. That I was just trying to get to that earlier when I was rambling. But real quick, when all that shit happens and he says, that boy looks sexually frustrated. He looks like he might fuck chickens. So when he gets home and he goes, ah, and then he just, he just goes like this. He goes, chickens. <laughs> he just says chickens. I love, says Michael, chicken. I love, I love Michael Chickens. And the way he says it, it's great. Uh, You're the chicken fucker, he says. <laughs> oh, he's great. Oh, there's so much fun, this movie. Uh, it really is. It, it's a party. And then when they get to the thing and they do all the party. But that's where I'm going to disagree, like you said. To me, that's the... Is even though I don't like what happens with Otis and it goes a little too far, and because they really make you feel for for Banjo or for Sullivan, because that's his wife, and he stands up and you know he wants to knock this motherfucker out. If someone did that to my wife, I can't imagine. You know what I mean? And he's like, you know, you don't want to see that done to your wife, and you want to fucking go over there and wring the guy's neck, and you can't because then he's gonna shoot you both dead. And that that's heavy shit. But do I want them to take it out? I don't know. But that is the horror of the movie. If if you don't have that, you can't say this is a horror movie. Because otherwise, nothing happens. They get escape. They escape in the beginning. If if you cut that out, let's just say they escaped and they went right to Charlie's and then they partied there for half a night and then got their fucking asses kicked. How is that a horror movie? You yeah, know this, what I mean? This is much more psychological horror because even even when uh, Char- when um, John has them back at the house, he's he's torturing them. He's becoming psychologically stapling pictures to them and showing baby pictures of uh, Mama Firefly dead. So it, it's 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 a reverse. Oh. You know, it's just it's a, the role reversal. And, yeah. uh, you know, and then he lets baby loose, which is exactly the way she hunted uh, Mary in the house. Did and he? it's just it's really it's really well done in that respect. And it's funny because he says, I smell rabbit. And that's yeah. what she was doing. <laughs> yeah. You know? Run, rabbit, run. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. And how about the party? <laughs> when fucking, when they're partying. Oh, this happened to me in real life. That's why it's funny. They're, <laughs> they're part when he, 
when Captain Spaulding is is partying. I like my and, cocaine uh, and more. <laughs> right, that, yeah, that. I, I love you, brother. Uh, you got a nose like a vacuum, but I love my cocaine more, right? <laughs> which is great. But then he leaves, and then he, and that's when fucking what's his name comes in when um Charlie comes Wydell in. Piggy. Oh, Wydell. Yeah, when Wydell Piggy comes in and he confronts. Um, Spaulding, who all of a sudden sits up and he's like, my brother, my brother, and he thinks it's going to be Charlie coming back, and it's him. And then and then Wydell talks shit to him, and what does Spaulding do? <laughs> he takes a hit of his joint first, and then he starts talking to him. <laughs> As the guy- and I, have, I the same exact thing happened to me. And I, when I watched that scene, now my brother's seen this movie many times with me, but I, I sent him a text as I was watching the thing, and I said... I said, what does this remind you of? And I'll even show it to you to, to, just so I can get into the story. So, oops, sorry. That's the scene. But then I sent it to him and I says, I go, what does this remind you of? And then he says right there, he says two things. One says, oh my God, you scared the shit out of me. Because that's one story that happened to me. And then he says, or the Jim Bull or the Jim Bull situation. And I was talking about the Jim Bull situation. One time, my brother and I were fucking partying. We had people over the house drinking, smoking, the whole nine. And we went out on our front lawn because it was wintertime or summertime, excuse me. And this kid, for no reason, was coming from some other party down the street. And he was walking. And he was drunk. And he started picking a fight with us just for no reason. He started firing insults at us and this and that. And I'm high. I'm a fucking lover, not a fighter. So I'm just trying to chill. So he's saying all this shit to me. And I literally... <laughs> He says something. I think he asked me a question or he says something insulting. And I literally went just like this. And I had a joint. And I, I went like this. As if to tell him, hold on a minute. I hold up my finger and I went. And I actually almost went back to the conversation. <laughs> it was great. We still talk about it. And then a beat down happened. But that was a whole other story. But. Anyway, I, so every time I see that, I the think fighter about, part came out. The lover went the fucking did. <laughs> the lover part went to sleep. <laughs> well, maybe maybe Dave's the one who caught the beat down. <laughs> <laughs> I did everything I could. I even stop, stop, leave it, stop pushing it. And then the motherfucker went too far, you know. And me and my brother went to town on him. And the then situation took over. It was more, we went to town on that ass. Yeah, and there's another thing <laughs> when he <laughs> cut his head off and. And then there was another story. Uh, I was in the backyard once at my house. A bunch of us in the backyard on a night. I want to tell you the other story about you scared the shit out of me. Because that's what he thought it might have been. And I was... (laughs) I'm in the backyard. We're all partying. And I'm fucking getting high and shit. In the downstairs, you could see it from the street, but I had like fucking strobe lights and shit going on in, in, in our living room in the basement and shit like that because there was a big old party. So anyway, but, but at, this, at this point, we're in the backyard because we're smoking. So I'm back there getting high, and all of a sudden, the the gate opens up because we have a wooden gate at my mom's house, and the gate opens up, and I turn around, and I'm taking a hit from a joint, and there's a female cop there. And I said, I just said what was on my mind. I didn't mean to, but you walked in. I said, and I jumped. In. I said, oh my God, you scared the shit out of me. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Literally, as I was smoking a joint. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's it? Nothing else happened? Yeah, I just, well, that's what, that's what his, oh no, she didn't, she just said, shut off the fucking disco balls and lower the music a little bit. She didn't even say anything about the weed. And then we just, you know, we, we scared we, the fuck I was like, oh, my God, you scared the shit out of me. Just, <laughs> as the joint was in my fucking hand, I just was dragging it. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh, anyway, yeah. 
chickens. <laughs> That's it. I sidetracked. Yeah, this. Are we, are we, that are we supposed we to assume that, that that Tiny dies when he goes back into the house? I know they say they'll come back for him, but uh, is what? he just basically like going out Chilling? that way? Killing That's himself? what I think. He's killing yeah. himself. Because what, what else is going to happen? I don't think he's the kind of guy that can fucking travel across the country and go on the run. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is sad because it's his final movie, and that that's every yeah. time I watch this, I think about that. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, they even give the uh, tribute to him at the end. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that's that's what I always thought that he was just going into the burning house, and he was just gonna. Yeah. Happen, you know? Because he says to him, "Like, are you sure? Yeah. Like, don't worry, we'll come back for you." It almost feels like a, like a line just to put him at ease, even though they know he knows they're not coming back. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's kind of sad. See, it, it makes you feel sad for these people. Yeah, I had much. I had, I felt way more emotions in this film than I did in House, and I know it's maybe that's. I know they're they're completely different, but yeah. that always makes me enjoy a film more when it challenges my emotions. You're playing with my emotions, Smokey. <laughs> and so, what did that effect have on your final rating of the film? Eight point five out of ten. What? Good, significantly higher than. Uh, yeah, 8.5 yeah. out of 10. I'm shocked. You thought it was going to be even higher? I'm shocked because I'm 9 out of 10. I came in even higher, yeah. I actually was at 9 out of 10 but <laughs> at one point, but I, just the torches, I just wish that it had been trimmed a little bit or, you know, something needed to break that up. It just, it, it was too painful. Well, it is, like Dave said, it's the horror part of the movie. I'm 9.5, my favorite. Ooh! Uh, yeah. My favorite nice. zombie film. I really, I really dug this from the second I watched it. I, I, I had even when Pun first view, I didn't have the, oh, he went a different route with this. I was right on board. Only by revisiting House of a Thousand Corpses so many times and hearing you talk about it tonight, Dave, would I've been like, yeah, it'd have been interesting to see where he could have gone with that whole aesthetic. But ultimately, I liked the route they went. Yeah, it makes sense. They're on the run. What, what else could they do? If they weren't going to stay at the same house and do the same thing, that's what's good about this movie. This is them in their natural, is serious people in a different element because now they're, you know, now they're on the run. It's different. The only time we see them relax is when they get to Charlie's, and then you know, then we get 15 minutes of them fucking drinking and and, and you know, drugs and debauchery and everything else, which is fine because he still gets some of that fun. Because other than that, there's zero fun in this movie. What's that stonefoot rooster in a fuck farm comment? <laughs> Oh, you standing here like stone foot roosters in a fuck farm. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Was, oh. yeah, there's, there's a lot of gold in this. There is great dialogue, man. Both yeah. of the first two movies are just fucking loaded with, with great dialogue. They, they really are. Lots of fun. It's a fun movie, even though it's not really. Just the dialogue for anything that Spalding says, anything that you know Spalding or Otis says is funny. <laughs> I mean, pretty much, except for like the torture scene. But I mean, everything else. You know, lots of fun, though. It's weird to say it's lots of fun, but... Well, it's a horror film, and it, it, it delivers on that kind of um, vicious aspect. Probably the yeah. most vicious. Although you can argue that Three from Hell uh, could take that. I don't think you guys will argue that, but uh, I might try arguing it. <laughs> I could argue that it's shit on my childhood, even though I was 23 and 25 when the others came out. You sound like a Star Wars fanboy. George Lucas... <laughs> Ruined my childhood with the prequels, and now Disney's ruining everybody else's childhood. I tell those people to go fuck themselves. I say, I agree. Fuck them all. Fuck them all is right. And the the, the thing, I will say this though, before we even get to three of three from hell. Now, when I watch 
Devil's Rejects because this is the first time I've seen it since Three from Hell. As I'm watching the final scene, it doesn't have the impact anymore because it's like they shit on it by making Three from Hell. Like before, it was like it was a coup de gras with a, a fucking swan song to their lives. Not as, not like I talk about like Halloween H two O. You know what I mean? And how they made Resurrection and that shits on the amazing ending of H2O. Maybe not to that extreme because, I don't know, I'm not as insulted by it, by Three From Hell as I, as I am Resurrection, but... Oh, <laughs> well, you almost can't be because there, there's a sequel. It's about them. People knew they were coming back. I'm glad they just kind of went the straightforward route and they lived. And they, they kind of explain it away, whether you buy, buy it or not, is I know. entirely up to your enjoyment of, of the film. Yeah, they, they each took 20 bullets and shotgun wounds, yet they have no scars in this film. And uh... They do everything a film needs to do to sell you on it, whether, again, whether you buy it or not, right. is up to you. They say, I ain't buying what you're chance. selling. Yeah, and you, I could gift, it. you could gift wrap a turd all nice to put it in a vinegar syndrome uh, nice <laughs> steel book case. Wondering... It's still a turd. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a day one buy. This is the spookiest for you of the series. Listen, oh, I was a seven out of ten the first time I watched it, oh, and my, my enjoyment God. went up. Oh my God! Oh I my think God. you are the Rob Zombie fanboy of the group. I, I love them all. I think. Jesus, I told you I was going to be the. I I I don't understand why people hate this movie. I Other than if you can't buy the explanation of going, are we going to introduce it or am I just going to rate? I'll yeah. introduce it, but it's hard to even believe that I can understand the words that you're saying with his cock so deep in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, do you mind? <laughs> yeah. All right, three from oh, hell, Rob Zombie. <laughs> After barely surviving a brutal police shootout, barely, the demented firefighting <laughs> clan unleash a whole new wave of murder, madness, and mayhem. Here's something. This is what fucking confused me right away. Their first movie took place in Halloween 1978. Yes. They showed, you know that for a fact. Now, this movie, Three from Hell, says that they were apprehended May 23rd, 1978, which would be impossible. Because, number one, May is before October, so those murders didn't even happen yet. No, that has to, no, House happened in 77. Yeah. 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 yeah, House was 77, and May of 78 was Devils. Yeah. Oh, it was 77? Well, yeah. I, I always thought 78 because of the Halloween thing. You know, the Halloween Hall- Halloween Eve 77. I made I looked this up because okay. that was confusing me too. Yeah. So at least we know now. That's good then. And then it, that righted it wrong because I was thinking, well, that's fucked yeah. up. And then I'm thinking, so the first movie was October 31st, 1977. And yeah. then this is November, December, January. This is whatever, seven months later, whatever the fuck it is being made. It's weird that at the beginning of Rejects, they showed him pulling the girl from the night before, though. Wasn't it Mary or one of the other ones, whichever one it was? You know what I'm talking about? Remember when they, they showed the thing in the paper? They showed the picture in the newspaper of the dead girl, and then yeah. they show, and it flashes, it dissolves into, like, you know, him tiny pulling, him, yeah, pulling, pulling that dead girl. Yeah. the title, right? Three from Hell? Isn't that what no, it no, no, I'm no. talking, talking about, about Devil's Rejects. Yes, the oh. opening of Devil's Reject when Tiny is dressed in the sack and he's, he's pulling the girl on the ground. You know what I'm talking about? The yes. way it yeah. opened? So yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. Is that what it reveals the Devil's Rejects title? They're all playing no, together because I watch boom, boom, boom. But no, they don't show the Devil's Rejects title until the uh, what do you call it? Until later when they're playing midnight. That's an Wars. interesting thing. You think it's just a different girl, or you think it's just like a kind of like a flashback? I don't know now. See, I always took it as this is the next day or a couple of days later from the the events of House of a Thousand Corpses. But now they're saying that as year, it's it has, to, it has to be seven, eight months later. Okay. It takes place over a three-day period. Yeah. Let me ask you this: the house in Devil's Rejects, when they go in there in the beginning and they, they, you know, they, they had that big gunfight and everything else. Is that the same house from House of a Thousand Corpses, or is it different? Oh, I, 
Are you saying did they use the same set or the same? I'm location? asking you guys, what's the what? What's your perception when you watch the movie? Did you always thought that it was the next day and it was the same house or I, it's a complete? Location? I don't think it was the next day because they said that they've been tracking them for a while. But I okay. thought it was supposed to be the same house. <laughs> However, yeah. it looks more open and less densely yes. forested, as like the you kind of get the feeling that the first house or in part. In House of a Thousand Corpses, it seems to be surrounded by trees more, I feel. Seven months is plenty of time to, to knock down some trees and do some heavy landscaping. <laughs> I guess so. Maybe that's what Tiny was dragging. Maybe he was dragging, like, uh, kindling. It was a log. It wasn't even a dead body. Because the cheerleaders were there in the next one, too, I think. I think he was sleeping next to one of them. Yeah, he, had the, one, yeah, he, did. he had the one next to her. When, they, when he gets out of bed, he, like, pushes her aside. He gets out of bed and runs down the stairs. Shit, fuck, shit, fuck. Yeah, but then he says he fucked her for months too. So remember yeah. he said that he's talking about that girl. Sure, he goes shit. Anybody fuck her? He said, and he goes, hey, but now she's not so fuckable. And then he laughed. He says something. I don't know about that or so. Oh, that's great. But anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take it back to rejects. I was just, uh, just that that opening scene. This this date's confused me for a second, but that's okay. So why? So how, how does Trey hope? Why do you guys? Huh? Do <laughs> what's the hate on for this movie? I don't hate it. It's just kind of there. There's just nothing special. It's just, it's, it's, but the third act is just nothing happening. It's just them sitting in Mexico and it's like a, it's like a, what do you call it? It's like a bad version. Not a bad. I don't want to say it's bad. It's like a, a devil's rejects light um, knockoff or light. Well, it or is. Yeah. It, it is. But that's why I like it. Cause it, it feels, it carries the same sort of vibe. It's not as good. It's not. They it's try to carry good. the same vibe and it's embarrassing. Embarrassing. It's that, not, the you know, whole just, opening's great with the interjection of the, of the news, the news flashes, yes, and how they work Sig Hayden because you could tell he's ill in this. Yeah. So he only gets a few minutes of screen time, but it's it's pretty sad. damn good. But it give is my too. give my love to my friends and family. Are his I know. last words. Get the fuck out of well, here. You know what I think that is. I think, think that's that the, is just the media truth. not playing his real last message. No, no, no. I think that's Rob Zombie. So not so subtle yeah. tribute to the man Sid Haig. Uh, that's I, like something that he that you know what I mean. No, that's a, I a real tribute to Sid Haig would have been a Captain Spaulding line or <laughs> something else. No, I, I I get it. I respect it. Look, rest in peace, Sid Haig. But I think Sid Haig would have been like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Maybe you're right. Year, Sixteen years later, giving my love to my friends and family. It's that, ten that. years later now. It's 1988. Everybody's still dressed like it's the 70s. And uh, I don't know. Everything with baby I agree. is so annoying. Oh, her, no. What? I love what happens. With her her, 100, no, I her love. 158 violations, her interactions with that annoying Greta guard. Snitches get stitches. The showdown with the two inmates, and she's the one who stabs them both to death. Fantastic. A cheap, a cheap cutaway move, and then they show back the, the two dead bodies. No way it happened. Show it happened then. Show it happened. It's a cheap no, then, then you don't the get the reveals. reveal. The reveal is what's good about <laughs> right. that. No. Exactly. The, the reveal exactly. of that is absolutely atrocious. Oh, it's like, are Lord. you kidding me? You no, just saw, she's you just saw the, You saw the one. No, first of all, you saw the one girl grab baby. Baby has shackles on her hands. You saw the one girl grab her and the other one start to stab. And then all of a sudden, baby's got no marks on her. At one point, it's baby has scratches, on, <laughs> has scratches on her forehead because they're stitching her up. In the right. warden's office, when she gets out, and she's sitting partying with uh, Otis and and Coltrane, the uh, the wounds are gone. 
They He's keep right. appearing and disappearing. Bad filmmaking in that point. Terrible well, filmmaking. I think it was quick filmmaking. I mean, this is not doesn't have the budget or the backing that the other films had. But that that's okay. And again, there are going to be little glitches. But I mean, that's that's continuity errors and whatnot. But okay, you, again, I'm not going to say I haven't shit on other movies for those points. But there's usually because I don't like other aspects of the movie as well. This one, I thought they did a great job with her character, Baby, yep. specifically in combining. <sighs> The Devil's Rejects with a little bit of house. They kind of brought that laugh back, just a little bit, a little taste mm-hmm. of it. And the laugh was the best part because she mumbled all her dialogue in this film. Could not understand one word she said this whole I movie. I didn't have that problem. I, I didn't have that problem either. <laughs> and they almost oh desexualize her. Like, she always wants to have fun. Yeah. But it, but her fun is murder. Right. And, they, and, it, and it kind of reenacts her meeting dude from uh, the folk band in Devil's Rejects at the pop machine in this mm-hmm. one, but it just ends badly. And then, and then he, that's one of the best parts. It's like, ah, oh, fuck And They have to get up and go. <laughs> They're ready to yeah. hang out there all night. Like there's some good stuff. And like, we haven't even brought out like the, the Richard uh, break character. I mean, he's fantastic in this movie. This I like him. He's, he's good. He's I good. like him, but I miss captain Spaulding. I couldn't help. That, that's the thing. What he's the replacement for Spaulding. And it's, he's, he's good. He's a good actor. I do agree with you on that, but he's too but, much like Otis. The char- and, uh, exactly. Again, I like the part. Yeah. I like Richard Brake. I, I, I like what comes out of his mouth. I like the character, but Otis it doesn't have the dichotomy. It doesn't have the three difference. Of the real devil's rejects of, of fucking what was that and dichotomy. Oh, he's yeah, been, you man. can tell he's been on the Watsy show. He's been spending too much time with Watsy. <laughs> Let me get my fucking thesaurus out of here for a second. The Watsy word of the day. <laughs> 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 he's got a little calendar. <laughs> yeah, you don't have that. Don't you have turn three the dial, different characters. <laughs> and they're not, they're these two alike. I'll say this. See, I think you like it beginning to end. I, I enjoy the first half. I enjoy everything. Until I guess by the time they get to Mexico, it all goes downhill for me. I do like the beginning though. It seems like B doesn't like it at all. I it's like the weird. beginning. This, I don't my understand. Favorite, my Go favorite ahead, part B. of it, and I and I'm not saying it's not terrible because it gets absolutely goofy and batshit, and I have a lot of complaints about it. But in terms of our three characters, our three main characters, I like the way they're portrayed the best in Mexico. I love Mexico. I just don't know how they got there. That's my only question. It's they silly. Just, they just get there. <laughs> it's silly. I, I don't Mexico. like it either. And that's the only accurate part about this movie is they actually got the, the set of Mexico to look like the real Mexico. It looks like a real shithole on this film the way it is in real Mexico life. Mexico sucks. <laughs> that's the best line. Dude, how about it, when really he, it really does. It really Mexico sucks. Like, how about I'm when sorry, she Jay. has the idea? How about when she has the idea where we're going to go and she walks in, she has the hat and the thing and she's like, I know we're, we're going to go to Mexico. And then one of them says, well, none of us speak Mexican, they said. <laughs> yeah, Otis <laughs> My wife that. heard that. My <laughs> wife heard that. And I said, did you hear that? Because that's a joke in my household because my daughter and I have said that in the past before. Funny thing is my daughter takes Spanish now. She's an A student at it. She's great at it. And my wife speaks. She's fluent in Spanish. Wait, so she does it all. Is this but get in I trouble always... with Jerry Cortez again? Well, I'm like trying to mend with... fences with Jerry Cortez because it's all a joke. Because that's what I'm saying. So I bust my wife's balls now when I say, oh, you know, I don't speak Mexican or something like that. And that's why I said that joke about Spanish and Mexican and Mex- whatever the hell it was, because it, I actually harass my wife when I do that just to get, get her a goat. You know what I mean? It's it would have been better if Coltrane had delivered that line because Otis, like I said, look, I think Spalding was always the brains behind it all. But uh, but Otis does come off as an intelligent guy, even though he's always rambling and stuff. But it's it's sort of like. 
biblical and social commentary he's rambling. So for him to make a comment like that is like, <laughs> it seems like it's not him. Like it's the stupid one. Like it should be someone else saying it. Yeah, but anybody could say that. It's not. I don't but know. It, didn't, I guess come, it, it didn't come off as a joke. It came off genuine. It was funny well, to us, the audience. But I, I like how they brought Danny Trago back. You were that's what we yes, started but that's with. a problem. How the that's fuck a, does Rondo not recognize? Not recognize. No, rec- that's a huge problem, and no. they well, waste an opportunity here because the unholy two is such an awesome part of the yeah. of uh, of Devil's Rejects that they could have actually done a film just about the unholy two, and then oh, that they just been cool. they do this just this whole chain gang thing and he doesn't recognize him is absolutely how, stupid how does he not recognize him that's what bothered me right they're now. the ones who capture them for right. uh for 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 Wydell to bring back to the torture there's a bit of i guess convenience there to to get to the part of him he probably could have easily just said yeah i recognize you what difference would it have made at that point because he right. gets killed and then and it still sets the guy up for the revenge morning in Mexico. So at the end of the day, that is weird. But that was a ch- decision made, which is even weirder because, yeah. I mean, Rob Zombie, no. Like, I mean, again, the line of the difference of whether you knew him or not really is inconsequential. Sorry, I can't. I should have been on the Wadzee show. Uh, dichotomy. Yeah, dichotomy. Just dichotomy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the big picture, because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter based on his fate. It doesn't really matter. Dude, and this has the worst face skinning. When they show oh, the but I, oh, I love it because no, we love finally it see it. Oh, we when they show see the aftermath. No, she it looked terrible. Her face her face makeup looked awful. I think it looked I think it looked atrocious. Oh, I liked it. I was okay with it. I mean it wasn't top notch Tom Savini, but I, it looked fine to me. I don't know. I'm not a big I love Tom Savini, but the, when when what's his face gets his comes back in Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, it's a little it's a little goofy. Right, and he's all bloody and dark, yeah. so you can't see it as much. But this is in the L- first LG. LG. Oh, LG. Yeah. Poor LG. Rest in peace, LG. If you see the uncut yeah. version, if you see the R-rated version, you'll have no clue what I'm talking about. But there is a cut version out there. I don't think it exists anymore. But there's a cut version, and, and he doesn't come back. You never see Poor LG vi- again. Poor victim of the poltergeist. Wow. I didn't know that. Poor yeah. victim. I had it on VHS, and I, I bought it. And when I brought it home, I'm like, what the fuck? I, I remember just all... Bunch of C just taken right out of the movie. <laughs> but anyway. Wow, really? Yeah. He was murdered, LG. Really? In life? Yeah, he was in Poltergeist. He was part of that Poltergeist cursed. What was cursed. he in Poltergeist? He was the one who uh, was at the window with the coffee and he was flirting David with the, the daughter. Oh, that's oh, right. Finger, yeah, yeah, yeah Budo. Gave... Yeah. Yeah. Hey, great Mr. Feeling. Yeah, I, I forgot that that was him. Yeah, no shit. Wow, LG. that's fucking cool. LG. <laughs> LG. The whole so, setup um, for all of them is great. I mean, yes, Sigwade was obviously in bad health, so they worked him in as best yeah. as they could. I I understand. I mean, yes, the movie would have been better had he was had he been in the full film, but he wasn't. So what they did, I, I thought, was a nice tribute. They they he gets executed. They move on. But him finding the two hunters, or the two hunters finding them, and then how good. they turn it around, I thought was great. I agree. I like that too. But then there's just there's just dumb decisions. Like I, I how come I can't describe anything as great? Go ahead. Dude. How come when the guy got Why? loose? How come when the warden got loose? How come they, when they said go to the fucking go to the the, the prison and, and let baby out? Why the fuck wouldn't he just come back with a SWAT team? How stupid. Why would he listen to fucking Owen killed? But it was the most ridiculous thing. It's stupid as fuck. It was very progressive for the time. Did you notice him and his friend? They 
two interracial couples. That was nice. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, it was. Yeah, both of them. I, at first, I'm, I was watching with my buddy last night. I'm like, wait, that's his wife. Wow, right. That's aggressive for 1988. Awesome. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was a stupid move to. I'm uh, fucking it's so stupid. Yeah. He was close oh, up. Dude, why? Yeah, I, did, I, I did not like the war. Not like the war character. Why? I understand. I, I, it's you know you're already you're already you're asked to friggin' not you know mouth mouth <laughs> huh mouth you said you're mouth? already asked to oh no oh <laughs> yeah. I thought you said asked to they're already asking you oh asking you <laughs> yeah they're already asking you to suspend disbelief on the fact that they all survived the attack. And then we're supposed to believe that Rondo doesn't recognize Otis. And now we're, we're expected to believe that friggin' this guy, this warden, is just going to go out of the house into the free world and not do anything and be subservient to Otis for no good reason while he's in his house. And we're going to, you know, we're already, and we see an escape. And we're, we're accepting that escape. And I don't even hate that escape. It's fine. But he's asking us to accept way too many just dumb things. It I'm is sorry. dumb. And that's it, the scene dumb. where I'm talking about where, where where they kill everyone. They kill all the hostages. And the the one wife is naked and she's running down the street and baby chases after her. And she chases after her like this. She's got a knife oh. in her hand, but she's chasing her like this and it's in slow motion. And oh. It's so goofy. Oh, I love it. I love that that's whole That's fun, sequence. though. I don't mind that. Sta- she stabs her violently. Yes. Outside. It's the same thing as the Mary kill, only not exactly. as not as cool. And I, not even I saying it was, it's the Mary cool is that great. Cool. The best part of that scene is the old lady waving. Yeah, Yeah, the old lady waving with the oxygen tank. You come in like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we've been made. We got to get going. It is is like callbacks to the other films, but a lot of sequels do this. It still takes it into a different direction, but I thought there was enough callbacks. Like they make a callback to House of a Thousand Corpses when he's driving. He's like, I'm the one doing all the nighttime driving. It's like, well, it wouldn't (laughs) matter if I didn't have like bad eyes or whatever, but it's a callback to the two dudes driving in the first film. Exactly. Was, Correct. I thought there was a, some good, some good like parallels. Yeah. And again, for it being um, a follow-up film, that's it's not perfect. It it is a step down from both other movies. But I liked it the first time I saw it, and I enjoyed it much more. There's some stupid ideas, but again, if your wife's in trouble, and you're right, you go back with a SWAT team. The first thing they would have done is probably killed the wives, or at least use them as hostages and try to get the hell out of Dodge. But at least you're going to kill the bad guys. <laughs> Nothing was going to end well there. That's why I said, why did he do it? He knew he should have known he was just going to get killed. They had a house of a thousand corpses. Did he think he was going to be the first one to avoid being a corpse if he went back? This idiot. <laughs> By the way, just as a quick callback to House of a Thousand Corpses, I found this while we were talking. Uh, why did it take so long to release? Uh, according to a report from Screen Rant, Zombie shot House of a Thousand Corpses way back in 2000, but was met with resistance from Universal, who were concerned that the film would get an NC-17 rating, and so they never released it. Mm-hmm. This is all in spite of the fact that they knew exactly what type of movie they were going to be distributing. So that does play into the fact that they probably made it, Put a screw, like a trailer out there, a teaser that we saw, Dave, but then it didn't come up. It didn't come out for a few more years. So, you know what, bingo. Rob Zombie? <laughs> nice, very good. Rob Zombie was on a podcast a few months ago. Who's that? That guy that does all those great podcasts? Uh, the guy from UFC. What's his name? Joe Rogan. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, Joe Rogan, he, he was a guest star on Joe Rogan's podcast, and he told the whole story about that. And, of course, I forgot. But I recommend, and believe me, if I'm uh, if I'm going to recommend you listen to a freaking a first-year podcast, it's worth listening to. So and, and go listen to the, the, the interview, Joe, Joe Rogan and uh, Rob Zombie. It's really good stuff. Lots yes. of cool information on Rob Zombie and why he does some things in his movies. And it's true. He was raised in that carnival stuff that that's the kind of stuff he was around the way people act and like they sees that is the way he sees a lot of people you know what i mean that's what he grew up with but anyway i'm so going just, off just a side back i mean it, it all encompasses this trilogy but i uh i was on board yeah a couple of dumb things but I, I didn't think it was any worse than any of the other movies it's just you're right he could have come back but instead he, of he could have brought police back they could have been a little bit Anybody. more. They could have been a little bit more glamour at the annual knife throwing contest. I mean, there were only two competitors in the Mexican annual knife throwing contest. <laughs> and how about that though? That's Halloween again. It's another callback to part one. Yeah, it's Halloween yeah. in Mexico. But, but here's yeah. how shitty Mexico is. Even the dog has three legs. They even have shitty dogs in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> they all talk about wanting to get the fuck out of there and hoping that they're going to take. I'm going to put you in the movies. I love the dog. I love that yeah, he shows that up at the end. I hope he goes with take them. Take me to Hollywood? He... Yeah, something like that. Show me your salami, motherfucker. Yeah. That's for you, Watson. He doesn't like that line? He loves that line. He says it all the time, and yeah, it's, it's his thing. Okay. Yep. How's that show working for grinder? Aquarius and the Black <laughs> Satans, they happen to show up in Mexico. Mexico's not tiny, but they're right up at the hill, and immediately, oh, here they are. <laughs> Aquarius, they're here, the people who killed your father. <laughs> it's it's right. very convenient. There, there's, the, it, it's convenient, but Carlos is a good character, man. He's just looking up for Carlos. Yeah, <laughs> because it's Carlos. You know how many motherfuckers I know named Carlos? <laughs> yeah, it was great seeing him too. That that guy's a good actor. Yeah, I like that guy. Favorite. The black and the black Satans, of course, they wear white suits. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Oh, I knew Dave wouldn't like the end because it's all gunplay. It's all yeah. CGI gunplay too. And, too, and yes. baby baby of course feels no need to pick arrow. up a uh, just use a bow and arrow, don't pick up. Love That's it. why you, I met reference a bow and arrow earlier cuz I was thinking of this turd. And even when they're turd. dropping like flies and dropping machine guns, she's just like I'm going to do that. The best part though is when they're tied up and, and he's like I think we're fucked. I like that. Right. It breaks character cold chain. Yeah. No, I think Baby was great. I like and because they even and they even talk about it. And of course, ten years in the freaking joint will do that. And they show that one scene when she's looking at that kitty dancing. You know what I mean? And then she gets. Oh sad my god! I like I that, that scene only because the kitty looked like Smudge the cat. You know the meme. Oh, is that what that thing's called? That's what that meme's called. But that cat reminded me of Smudge, so I got to oh. laugh at it. Otherwise, I had no interest in it. My favorite yeah. character was Sebastian. I liked him, the Which little was... guy. Oh, he's good too. He I really liked guy. him. I yeah. really, when he showed up, I, I really liked him in this. And I liked that little scene when she was, when the uh, baby was talking to him and she says that, you know, he, he reminds her of tiny. That's, that's why I really liked it. It was like the first yeah. like emotional side of baby you really saw first like genuine connection that she had where she didn't want to like torture and murder someone. Well, then, then the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Then they that. talked about it later. Remember, she was talking about how she misses Sid Haig, and that almost felt like a real life thing. Like they were really talking about missing Sid. Like he lived, a, he had a great life, and this and that, and he lived, you know, he lived like nobody else. And they were talking about that, and then she was saying we're the only two left. I mean, that there was emotion there too. 
you know? and that, that it's good. Like I, I liked that. I liked the fact that that yeah. guy's like, I, I'm a monster. Like he, he thinks of himself as a monster. And he says, my brother felt like that too, Tiny. And I, like everything you just reiterated, what you guys just said, I, I love that part. I thought that added a little bit of a another element to. Why well, in the flashback part. is it just the three of them? Where are the rest of the brothers and the rest of the family? Why is it Mama walking with them? Re- like again, every movie kind of re- <laughs> reinvents itself. Did you stay to the end of the credits? At the very end, after the end of credits, it cuts back to Doctor Satan going, "I'm still down here." <laughs> Cordell. Yeah, Cordell. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. You know, they, they were going to bring Doctor Satan back in Devil's Redux at the cut scene. He was in the hospital and everything. It was crazy. And they just said, "Let's just take out the supernatural element altogether." But I kind of wish they would have kept it in because that could have explained better how they survived. Well, maybe it'll be I would. W- it's just Doctor Satan. I wish they. Well. Yeah, I guess. You know, honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing another one now if it was that. I mean, now that we have Richard Brake for a movie and his character, uh, Foxy, Winslow, whatever, and get used to that, and I, I'm always down to see freaking Otis and Baby. That's fine. And like I said earlier, I, I what I was starting to say is I love that Baby acts the way she does because 10 years will do that. And they announced it. He's like, nah, she's not the same and stuff like that. She's acting with At least they, you know, they, they, they talk about how how fucked up and i like the conversation he's like oh she's just excited to be out that's what that's what foxy says and he's like no he goes you don't know he goes, she's different you know yeah. and she was different she did fucking you know she went away and yeah, and she mumbled soft here's what soft. made no sense here's what made no sense can somebody on death roll be up for parole uh i believe i don't know so i believe <laughs> you know what i i brought this up because i said why are they having parole hearings because you could be Sentenced to life, you could be sentenced to death, but th- then they also add that, you know, pop- without the possibility of parole. Like Charles Manson, I think, appeal. had parole. Charles Manson had parole hearings like every 10 years. Well, they like they were just sort of, they were just, yeah, they were just sort of, you know, ceremonial. Obviously, he wasn't getting out. But, but he wasn't on death roll because they, they abolished the fucking um, the death that's penalty. True. I, I don't, that's I don't know. They never executed. Yeah, I don't know stuff. either. Isn't it Willis who knows this stuff? Willis knows this? I feel like somebody once knew this stuff with, like, the, the laws and the prison systems. Why did like you think that Willis knew it? Because I think Willis once answered a question for me like that. Willis Wheeler? I'm pretty sure it was Willis. Uh, I'm uh, Wow, okay. I'd be surprised, but I, I guess you never know. Maybe maybe Willis knows something that I don't about. <laughs> you surprised Willis knows something. I just don't see Willis as being a law student. That's all. I, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was a law question, and I don't know why. I really think it was Willis who answered it. It's possible. I have People no idea. Hmm. Could be making that completely up. It might have been a dream. Yeah, I the don't dialogue's know. dialogue's not as good in this one, I will say. I know you alluded no. to when Brandon and I were talking earlier, and I don't know if you've already said it, Brandon, tonight, a lot of motherfuckers, a lot of fucker thrown in as well, but it, there's just not as many memorable lines. It's quite it's not as witty as the other movies. That's what um, it no, is. For sure. When, 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 you're, when you're taken out of, you know, the witty, funny, comical dialogue, you notice just, motherfucker, motherfucker, and it's just like, all right, when are they going to say something, you know? There's some good stuff, but it, it's just not on the, cal- it's not the caliber that we had in Devil's Rejects, and, and that no. is evident. So I, it's a step again, up from 31, though. I'll say that. Well, and again, I, I actually was a 31 apologist, so I, I actually enjoyed that too. So I am the Rob Zombie, the lover of the group. Yeah, I guess. And, Sebast- and Sebastian really was the uh, the Nazi little guy in uh, I know. 31, right? Oh, I couldn't stand that. Yes. Oh, I, oh, I hate 31. I hate 31. I'm just saying, yeah. I, I like Sebastian in this. <laughs> 
No, I like him too. No, but like, see, what I was saying was in 31, it didn't seem like he had any, it's, it's like he lost his filmmaking skills. He wasn't doing anything like that he was doing before. It seems like he got them back in this one. Like he tried, he was doing some things like he, you know, not quite as good as Devil's Rejects or anything that came after excluding 31, but it seemed like he was trying a little harder in this movie than he did in 31. 31 was like a movie that anyone could have made. Didn't really feel like a Rob Zombie movie. as I mean, The characters did, but I mean, like, he didn't have his, his visionary style behind the camera. You know what I mean? I, I know exactly what you're saying. I still like 31. I didn't feel like he lost it 100%. I just didn't think it was what we had been experiencing from Rob Zombie up to that point. Right. Man, but I, I, didn't know, hate I, I, like, I I'm not, I'm not in hate fest, or as Brandy does not like this one. I actually, like I said, I I went up in my life for this. I love the stuff they did in Mexico with with um, well, the Halloween theme and, and yeah, how it leads to their like to the final showdown. Yes, there's convenience here. A lot Otis of Otis makes that, Otis makes that funny line when he's drinking with the two women. He's like, I gotta get the taste of both of you out of my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does deliver. He does deliver there with that one. And I, I even though like the sword play is kind of ridiculous, I just kind of like the, the idea that they're fucked. And I like the way they they take out Aquarius. It's fucking brutal, and it's like burning him alive. Yeah, that's, that's something like Mexican cartels. You always hear a story about like Mexican guitar cartels doing that shit. Well, putting that, in, putting, putting you in rubber tires and then setting you on fire. That's probably some of the best stuff there when they're just looking at him and goes, there's always something that happens, like a little break, you'll see it in their eyes. It's like, is that it? Yeah. No, that, that wasn't it. And then it happens again, he goes, oh, that's it. He's like, yeah, that was it. That was, uh-huh. great. That was great, actually. I liked that too. And then he says, fuck you. And he yeah, says, they always say that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was call a great that that callback. And I, I like the way they just walked off and the dog joins them. Yeah. <laughs> you see, yeah. like a dog run by. I did. It, it probably went to Sherry. It's probably their dog because they're big animal lovers, the two of them. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I watched the making of it for about 20 if minutes. They're such big animal that. lovers. Why did they have to remove his leg for the movie? Couldn't they just let it be a four legged <laughs> Like, I know the dog is famous. That was the same dog that was on the uh, Alice in Chains album cover. Oh, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> was it? Yeah, the album that came out like 25 years ago. <laughs> I don't know Alice in Chains either. I know who they are, but I couldn't tell you an Alice in Chains song. Uh, they had a three-legged dog on the cover yeah. of one of their albums. That's, oh. what I, <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. Dave, you're the right. only three-legged dog I know here. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, me, yeah. Talking about Junior again. I watch out. <laughs> nice. Um, so the thing is about three from all. This is what sums it up. It's like Devil's Rejects light, but there's not one thing to me that's great in it. It's just okay. It's fine, but I, I, I it, but it, but it ends up minimizing the amazing ending of of Devil's Rejects to me. I don't hate it. I, I think it's a step up from thirty one. It's nice to see those characters on camera again. And the the, the first ten minutes, I, I have genuine fun with even though it's 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 kind of bittersweet because we know that sid's you know it's his you know he's 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 gone now right but it that stuff i actually was done really well i just and by the time they get to the third act there's a couple good things that happen in mexico but there's just no more horror there's nothing that it's just them it's like a a pale imitation of the party and they did at freaking at charlie's house of pussy or whatever it was in devil's rejects and the same thing happens again so it's just like 
again, Rob Zombie is doing something that that's lazy filmmaking, so and he's just—I don't think it's lazy. I think it's just different, and he's not just caving in. And I, for, again, I respect him for the decision he made. I'm in the minority. All I see is hate, hate, hate. David, I don't hate you it. don't hate it, but no. I, but I read most people are a waste of time. Whatever. You know I, why, buddy? Why? Because people aren't like me. For whatever reason, they put something on a pedestal before seeing it. I went in expecting something mediocre at best because Rob Zombie really fell from grace with 31. So I, people think just because it was going to have these three actors in it that it was going to be on the level of the other movies. Where someone like me, a little bit more of a realist, I can't be disappointed because just like Otis says in Devil's Rejects, I set my standards low, so I'm never disappointed. And sometimes I do set my standards low. When I, when I, when the, when this movie was coming out, you guys heard me say that. I was yep. never excited about it. I was like, well, I hope I'm pleasantly surprised. I don't understand why people went into that movie thinking that all of a sudden Rob Zombie had his mojo back. I just well, don't understand I saw the that. trailer. Because I, I do watch trailers like every now and then. I, I don't I'm not on a no trailer watch. Uh and the trailer was shit, if I do say so myself. I thought this trailer looked like garbage. So I was hoping it was gonna be good because as we've I think we could tell tonight, I'm seemed to like all his movies. But I saw that trailer and I I, I think it just nixed any expectations uh at being at a high level. So I just went in like I'd normally go and see anything, just kinda open minded. And I, I was pleasantly surprised. But I said, upon rewatch, I enjoyed it even more. I didn't watch the trailer that? for this one. So I went in open-minded and was pleasantly uh, destroyed and thought it was a <laughs> pile of hot garbage. Wow. Is this going to make a list next show? That's my question. So then mm. what, what was your rating on this? Four out of ten. Oh, he fails it. Holy shit. He fails it. Okay. I don't fail it. It's, it's a six and a half for me. Well, I was at a seven. I almost want to go up to an eight, but I'll be realistic. I'll do seven and a half. Jason Lloyd. Good old Jason Lloyd. <laughs> I, I give it the old Jason Lloyd. I don't like to put things JL. on a pedestal except pussy. <laughs> I'm always putting that pussy on the pedestal. Yeah. <laughs> one time you should fuck it. <laughs> uh, show me your salami, motherfucker. <laughs> That's funny, man. Salami, All right, can I, man. Let me ask one question. If these characters do return, how, how how would you like to see them wrapped up? You want to see them ultimately killed? Hmm. Yeah, I, w- I want to see them go into hell, and I want to see them uh, be at Satan's. Um, you know, be be a minion of Satan. How that's what that? I. That's what I really thought this film was going to be. I was like, "There's no way they survived that shootout on Devil's Dream. Like, this is going to be supernatural. It's going to be batshit. They're going to return to hell on like a mission from Satan, and it's just going to be batshit." That'd that's be- what this should. That's what this should have been, but man, yeah, I know, I know. And I plus, don't think they'll do it again, though. No, nah, I don't think so either. I think this is it. I yeah, I just... like you guess. I guess that's the other thing. Maybe people were thinking there was going to be some triumphant end. Sorry, I was getting some text from my daughter there. Some triumphant end here, like maybe to to trump the big shootout that happened in the last one. Well, they did miraculously survive that last one. So I wasn't just, I wasn't actually disappointed with the ending of them pretty much just wandering off into the sunset. I wasn't either because even though Aquarius's motivations are obviously to avenge his father, he's, he's an evil motherfucker. I mean, he's out of a cartel. They're killing every innocent person around. So yeah, it, it, it again, it, it almost, they're the not, anti-heroes. Yeah, it's it's almost the way they did it at the end of Devil's Rejects with with Wydell. You like almost like, 
I don't know who to cheer for here, but this was just even worse. It was kind of a sudden ending, too. They burn the guy, they do the thing, they just walk away, credits roll. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. It just seemed like, oh, okay. I, uh, that was that. Okay. No, I'm not surprised. It was just that kind of a movie. That I do wasn't... feel like my rating is a result of this being part of a trilogy. I do think as a standalone film, it would probably be a little higher. I could say that. But but you have to look at it as part of the trilogy. I did. Yeah. And, and that's where I stand. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's okay. I'm thinking about the way part one ended. It was amazing. The way part two ended was amazing. And this was just like, hmm, okay. Yeah. That's that. They came back. They did some killings. A couple things happened, and uh, okay, <laughs> you know, nothing great. There's that one thing to me that I could say was great. Where the other two movies are definitely great. You know what I mean? But whatever. I mean, my expectations were low to begin with. So, like I said, it wasn't really a letdown for me. You know, so better than thirty-one for you, but not not yep. as good as the other two. And I'm I'm saying it's not as good as the other two, but I'm I'm surprisingly higher than majority of the people out there that I've it's, been... it's my it's my third lowest ranked wow. 2019 horror film two movies uh, you know what my lowest are black christmas and this and i'm not saying black christmas is good if you if you heard me on uh, fresh cuts i'll do a plug for that show we we talked about uh, black christmas and i was on it uh i don't even say that it was a really good movie i liked it i liked it it was enjoyable i don't have a hate on like so many people do it, it's not great filmmaking but i went and i enjoyed myself while watching it right on that's okay that's all right. Well, I guess we can get out of here. Uh, next show is the big one. The big, oh, one. big one. Yes. It's been a strange year. I'll tell you that. Top 19 of 2019. I'm going to be watching movies like a motherfucker the next freaking two weeks. I keep adding to my list. I was down I to like I was down to like nine films, and then somebody posts like, oh, check this one out. Like, okay, it's up to 10. Then I see this, 11. Okay. It's like, oh, come you know, on. I, you know no, what I do? I just I, ignore those posts. <laughs> <laughs> and I watch what I, I want to watch. I want to have a fair representation for 19 films. It'd be one thing if we did like top 10. Top 10, I'd be like, All right, you know what, I'm done. Got enough. Oh, I'll have the lowest out of everybody. We have Watson on there, and I think he's like, I know he always gets to that hundred range, doesn't he? Yeah, close enough, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I just passed it. Yeah, I won't be there. <laughs> I won't be there. No, I'll be. I wanted it just to be 52. I'm probably gonna end up at like closer to 60. Well, I want to say there. So. I'll be I'll be right with you, Dave. I'm Good. I was shocked when I started adding like when I actually looked at my letterbox. I'm like, oh, I watched more than I thought. I'm currently at 45. Nice. And Not that bad. doesn't include the the three that I told you I started watching and fell asleep to. Three. <laughs> wow. You know what's crazy? On September 17th, that's three months and five days ago, I watched. 2019 horror film number 16 three months and five days ago and now i'm at 101 so in three months and five most of my watches came in the last three months i really binge and and another thing brandon i don't know if you're doing this i've decided i don't care if if i didn't couldn't get hold of a movie or see it because and i'm not talking if it was it was my choice and i didn't go to the theater but if it was not available for me to see in canada i'm including it on my list for this year I just no, said, fuck fine. it, I don't care. So there there are movies that people are right. going to be like, that was released last year. I don't give a fuck. I don't care no, what that's fine. And I, I, I'm I think on. I know. I think I know what movie you're talking about. What I mean, are you talking about? But I, I'm going to just say, what are they? Because I want to make sure. And then the, apo- the Apocalypse, Double yeah. Date. Yeah, me movie? too. I'm going to watch them both for this year. Well, Double Date, I count for this year, definitely, because I didn't see it anywhere last year. Right. I don't I didn't I think see it anywhere either. So It's definitely available this year, so. And again, if if um, I find that if I can, 
argue that it's horror because there's horrific elements that happen to it. Like we were talking about tonight, you're saying there's the middle part of Devil's Rejects is the horror, and you're saying that there's not much horror. Even there's a couple of sequences in in this movie too, but the, overall the horror's light almost in the movies we're discussing tonight. Well, there's other movies that happened in 2019 that are on Shutter that have horrific elements to them, and I'm totally cool, and I'm putting them on my list. If there's, they yeah, I I agree. There's so cool. many borderline films that are thrillers, even drama. But it, as long as I see something horrific in it, or even in the description, if I go on IMDb and it says action, crime, mystery, horror, that's enough for me. If it's if sure. it's some, if I someone agree. says it's uh, the horror, because I have some films. I have one film that's going to be very high on my list that I've that I've recommended already. It's going to be really high on my list, and I don't know if people are going to necessarily see it as horror, but it's a great film, and I'm counting it. And we're doing 19 films, so fuck you. We could have a few borderline non horrors in there if we're going to have at least 10 horrors. Right on, do it. Has anybody seen Atlantics or no? No, but somebody recommended it. It's been getting some rumblings. Uh, uh, it's it's listed as just like a love story, but I guess there's ghosts involved. So I want to see someone that I really know. Watch it and tell me if they think it's horror before I, I think Brandon it. Young. It's on Netflix. I think Brandon Young spoke highly of it. I think it was really? Atlantic. Yeah. Yep, Atlantic. It's on Netflix. I don't know if yeah, it's on it's Canadian not... Netflix, but <laughs> there it is. But yes, next show is going to be the big one. We'll have everything sorted out by then. Watson will be here. It's going to be a nice big show. Top 19 of 2019. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. We love you all. We will see you then. Take care. Um, happy New Year, right? Is this coming yeah. out? I don't know when this is coming out. Either oh, way, this, oh, this is going to come out like next this week. Yeah, so oh. hope you guys okay. had a good holiday. And uh... yeah. it's yeah. probably still around the Christmas. Well, maybe because of Christmas or whatnot, it may be delayed just so people okay. can celebrate and, celebrate and happy Hanukkah to me. Yeah. It's a nice first night of Hanukkah. Yeah, That's happy right, Hanukkah. Absolutely, <laughs> happy Hanukkah. Sure, man. Hanukkah. How about that new Hanukkah movie coming out? Oh man, Jason Smith saw it already. Did he? What did he say? It's a turd. He said it wasn't. He said it was okay. Okay. Well. It was okay. How does Jason Jason Smith might watch more than I do? Yeah, well, that's Jesus why he's involved everything. in our top hundred. Well, he, actually, he called us out in that review. If you watch it on uh, YouTube, he talked about how he was listening to our show and we were joking about there not being a Hanukkah themed slasher film, and uh-huh. then he saw it. He goes, he swears right after that he saw a, uh, an advertisement for this movie. And he saw it, and it was okay. The low-budget, micro-budget slasher film. As usual, people are taking our stuff. We should just keep our mouth shut on the show about (laughs) movies that we we don't know. We're going to be doing a a silent podcast in the future. (laughs) Nice. Well, indeed. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks. Happy holidays, everybody, once again. And thank you so much for listening. See you next episode. Peace. Peace.